Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Wednesday the 24th of November 2010. I'm your host Dan Train, joining me today, Robert Kemp. Hi. And Zachary Burgess. Hello. Gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome once more to the Saladcast. How's it going? Mental gem. And welcome back, (laughs) Rob, from uh, the land of... uh, Hope and glory, the land of the free. No, land of hope and glory is is Britain, isn't it? I have no idea. Land of actually, I don't know what that what? song's based on. I don't know. I think I it might know. be Britain, like maybe one of its colonies, like <laughs> Australia. Like America. Anyway, back from America. <laughs> yes, I've uh, spent a week in Frisco and survived. Survived? Is that difficult? It is America. Actually, no, it's not that bad, but it would drive you mental. How so? Well, you know, there's just America. <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. Uh, the, I was expecting it to be more jarring than it was, actually, sort of go as my first time across the pond. It was, more uh, jarring compared to normal. Like, uh, like yeah, British, like other foreign countries like Greece or Kuala Lumpur. Not that Kuala Lumpur's a country, but you know what I mean, Malaysia. Yeah, very different. Of course, but they're not Western, yeah. so... Well, Greece is sort of Western. It is European, I suppose, Greece, but it's a bit on the edge, isn't it? <laughs> it's on the edge. It's what, living having no extreme. money and, like, <laughs> banning computer games. I don't know if you remember that, but they made them illegal yeah. for a short time. <laughs> that was, that was, that and was also weird. for, like, arresting people, British people at airports for spying or something. I seem to remember the Greek people doing that. Them and their spies. I can't imagine a Greek spy. Like uh, some kind of uh, hummus-eating bond. <laughs> we don't suspect them when they're over here. <laughs> they suspect us. I can't think of a Greek spy name, like Bondies or something. Papadopoulos or something. <laughs> oh, no. oh, here comes the blatant races. <laughs> oh, man. So did you have to go through any of this new TSA screening procedure that everyone on the internet is currently up in arms about? <laughs> no, I did None see. I, I did see they had like they had like three scanners in the terminal that were set up and waiting. Those. They just the, yeah, the sort of uh, you know body scan device yeah. jobbies, and they had some like material out saying, "Don't worry about the body scan. We have trained professionals watching your junk." Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it was yeah, they weren't in use though. In fact, oh, they were right. pretty lax because there was. I actually made a bit of a boo boo in the sense that uh, there were signs everywhere saying, "Make sure that you take your stuff out, you know, and to put in the through the security trays, like take your jacket off, take your belt off." Yeah. Uh, and it also said, "Take your shoes off," which I totally didn't, but no one seemed to notice. So there you go. I'm the shoe bomber. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. How are you going to stop? Someone? I know shoes. Shoes are a bit funny, but. Yeah. I mean, even if they take off your shoe, wouldn't they have to like practically destroy it to find out if it had anything in it? You know, in the heel, for example. How, <laughs> yeah, do, you, how do you check? You know, know. Can, do X-rays go through rubber? Oh, I'm sure they do, but rubber soles. Do they, and all do that. they X-ray the shoes when they take them off? Yeah, because they, they, they go through. They go in the tray, therefore it goes through the. Well, I guess that makes sense then. Do they have extra the, big the trays? Then? 
Because they, you know, the trays I know are just little ones for putting your watch in. They're not like for putting. No, they're, they're reasonable size. Like you can fit a laptop in them these days. Oh, I see. Okay. Because Is you have okay to put your to laptop, put laptop through the system. Yeah, you have to put you have to put your laptop through the system. They don't they don't yeah. let you just take it through because apparently it's quite easy to conceal quite a lot of stuff in a laptop case. Yeah, that makes sense. I, but, I, I, but I even had it um, checked for radioactivity once. What the laptop? My laptop. Yeah. What, because it had been through so many x-rays? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. It's probably just they run it over with a uh, a little thing to say, oh, yeah, that's mean, not got any any depleted it. uranium in it. <laughs> it's not a dirty bomb or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I wonder if x-rays affect the computer, though. You'd think they might, you know, because... Oh, I don't know. Not. Maybe don't know. not. It's like a processor has very, very, very small pathways in it. And you'd think that could be ionized by... Well, maybe if you left it on. Yeah, that's true. It's it could fuck it up if it. you left it on, I guess, while going through it. Could like the processor could suddenly go wobbly and yeah. cause everything to sort of break in new and imaginative ways. Yeah, Maybe it would turn cool. your laptop into an X-ray machine. <laughs> you put <laughs> stuff on cool. the other side of the screen. It's like wow, ooh, cancer. <laughs> ooh, yeah. Hmm. So that, other than the security details, you get up to anything fun. <laughs> Well, I had a whole day to myself in San Francisco, but oh, didn't really do much. I sort of spent it walking around. Like, Did you I, see I, all the I, sights I... from the room? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, Is it I, the non-existent rooftop? <laughs> I, I actually didn't think to sort of make a list of where that was filmed. No. Yeah, so no, I, I, didn't, no. I didn't see like the uh, the flower shop, for instance. Went, you're my favourite <laughs> customer. And... Yeah. Right, so I didn't make a make too much of an effort on that front. I did get to see Super Wiggly Street. Or Lombard oh, yeah. Street, as it's more commonly known. And uh, I went to the bottom of California Street, walking along the cable car track. Not actually on the cable car track, you know. Ding, 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 ding. Um, oh. wasn't, wasn't wasn't like that. But yeah, I think because you've got that famous photo, haven't you, where you of the ridiculously the sort of yeah, cable the... car track that looks like a single road up a yeah, giant hill, even though it's lots of junctions. Is that yeah. California Street? Because. I think I'm I walked sure. to the bottom of that, and probably is, yeah. Because uh, it's an old photo; it's like from the '60s or something. Yeah, but, uh, it didn't look quite yeah. the same. There's a... <laughs> yeah, I think I haven't had that poster up for a while, but it's, I think it's probably quite a famous poster as well. Yeah, yeah probably is. It, it didn't look quite the same as that. It looked a bit too glossy, and this hill didn't look quite so steep in person. But must right, have been a clever okay. lens trick. Yeah, I think it might have been the depth of field or whatever to make it appear sheer. Yeah. Than it was because obviously, I mean. Oh, don't get me wrong. There are some hills that are fucking steep. Yeah, but the thing is that they're they're. Uh, if you look at the whole height there, it's leveled out by the occasional junction, which kind of so yeah. If you average yeah. it if you average it out, it's not as steep as the actual individual sections. I presume. I made the mistake oh. of trying to cut through the middle of San Francisco on my way back to the hotel on oh. one of the days, and yeah, if you do that, you hit some of the steepest hills I've ever seen a road on. <laughs> they must have some seriously fucking strong parking brakes on their cars, I can tell you. Yeah. There's some hilarious photos that you get sometimes on the internet where people take photographs of the houses from where they, they angle the uh, the camera so that it's on a level with the road. Oh, yeah, so it yeah. just looks like the house is like really, really falling over. Really wonky. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Uh, what Lombard Street, the curly one, that's always a classic. Yeah. Was it Midtown Madness 2 had... Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you like what, that. one of the most awesome things I found, um, and this is near Fisherman's Wharf, um, yeah. is there's this, there's this sort of old um, sort of 
warehousey thing that's been carved out, and inside is the Musée Mécanique, um, which is basically a museum of old arcade machines. Oh, sweet! And I'm not talking. I'm talking like really, really old. I mean, probably right. they, they had some like, like sprint. They had a sprint stuff. machine and a millipede and stuff like that. But they also had like yeah, as you say, really old sort of put a quarter in. Shit starts happening in the in a sort of like doll's house kind of way. Right, yeah. Like really, really old school stuff. And those musical sort of one-man band machines. Do you remember those? It's like a, an automated music factory where it's with an organ and a drum and uh, cymbals and shit. So it sort of yeah. plays itself. I had some of those. Does it have like little uh, monkeys with cymbals? Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> I did see that. There was a particularly weird one that I put, took a photo of. Um, it's up on my Facebook at the moment. But with the... Uh, um, uh, a, it's basically got a, like a dad holding a baby, and the baby's looking particularly disgruntled, and the dad just looks really sad, and it's like Aww. and hanging over a cot, and it's like, well, not hanging the baby, you know what I mean, but just sort of like leaning over the cot, and it's like, I, I'm not sure I want to find out what happens when I put the money in here. Does it turn into some dramatic suicide scene? Or... <laughs> oh it just looks particularly odd. So anyway, I stopped and played a bit of a uh, San Francisco Rush, naturally. And, uh... <laughs> of course, one of your old favourites. Is that yeah. any, is that completely different in the arcade? Or... Um, well, it's different to the one you would have seen. You would have seen Rush twenty one forty nine, I think it was, or something. Yeah, where the cars the had wings and shit. Yeah, that yeah. was mental. Oh, yeah. So how is it? It was different. Yeah, it was the original Rush. So it's. Uh, right. I remember it looking better and running better. <laughs> what a surprise! Yeah. yeah. The actual N64 version was probably superior. <laughs> that was but, weird, that, that multiplayer on that game. You guys loved that. And I was like, yeah, what, what is the appeal of this nonsense? It's it just fucking mental. It was, it was, it was like uh, the, the, once you learn the tactic of trying to get as many tricks in as possible in different ways into a, into a jump using your wings and then the, the difficulty of managing to land it. How did you guys manage to do all those tricks? I always used to spin around and then... Slow down and then spin around the other way, but that's not the efficient way to do it. No, no, it's like it's like you had to sort of lean it round in a circle on the control stick. So you start leaning to the left, um, and then move it so you're leaning to, so you get the um, the side roll. Then you pull it back, um, so you start your yeah, um, uh, a backwards flip, for instance. But then sort of push it down and to the right, so you're cancelling out the the left flip, so you stop spinning to the left. But then you're flipping backwards, so then you get the back flip point. Right. Oh, I see. <laughs> and then move it round again. So you ca- you're basically cancelling out your previous move as you go around the circle. So, um, you, for instance, there's an award for just random twist, which is a combination of two directions. Uh, right. But there's also there's also a marker for each direction that you're flipping. So a left flip, a back flip, a right flip, a front flip. And if you can get all those into a single jump, then you get a quite a large multiplier. Right. And that was how you guys got all those massive points. Indeed. You, you hit, you're in a car, sort of. A, futuristic car but it was a normal car and you then you hit the jump like a ramp wasn't it and then and then you would you press the button and the wings came out of the side of the car yeah you pulled your trigger the z button yeah that's right the z button but then on the end of the wings you had like reaction control jets like a harrier jump jet so you could you could boost uh you know upwards from one wing down from the other wing and that would spin you around in like a barrel roll etc basically so you could that was how it worked wasn't it yeah, something like that. 
And then you you had to sort of... And I had this quite floaty gravity in general, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's always been Russia's thing. With, like, virtually no gravity, you just sort of fly. <laughs> you basically fly without the need of wings anyway. Yeah. The wings actually don't help you float anymore. They're just for angling the car. Mm. That's right. Mm. But yeah, that was awesome. So there was one of those. And I also rekindled my love for Pimble because they had a... Um, a uh, Admittedly not very old, but it had a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, pinball machine, which was totally awesome. Oh. Did you tilt the table? <laughs> no, I didn't tilt, no. I had to j- nudge it one time, but okay, the ball got stuck. But uh, it didn't tilt. It was just a... So I see you've transferred your love of genuine pinball to a bit of uh, pinball on the Xbox. Is that correct? Ah uh, yes. Well, no. I've tried the demo just out of we. Me and Zach oh. had a bit of a, a bit of a moment where we played a lot of old pinball games. Is that inspired by your playing of pinball? Indeed, it sort of mentioned it, and it's like well, well, and the fact that Zach just casually managed to find a version of Psycho Pinball that sort of worked. Ah, oh, the old classic. <laughs> I used to love Psycho of? Pinball. Well, you know, it worked as in and, as opposed work. to not working. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was Psycho, Psycho Pinball was cool back when in Codemasters that... when they was were. Was that like... on the Atari? No, it was PC. Had... Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was PC, wasn't it? I think it did. Was come it Codemasters? Old systems as well, like an Amiga version or something. Uh, maybe. I know it had a floppy and a CD version on PC. Yeah. It might have got released on. I think it may have had a Mega Drive version. Thinking about it. Because there were yeah. four tables. Or, some, some, or one of those consoles at the time. And then three of them fed into the main table, didn't they? So you could play the, <laughs> you could play the main yeah, table and then you went through a thing and it would take you to one of the other tables. Is that right? Yeah, for, for a ball. And like the underwater table had like two sets of flippers, one halfway up, so you played. Is that right? And yeah, you had two mini tables. Two mini tables in one. <laughs> that was kind of cool. And it, so it was. Uh, it had a Wild West theme, didn't it? And a underwater theme, space theme, and a ghost space? theme. Oh no, no it wasn't space. And the, and the main table was the fun fair. Ah, oh, that's right. Hmm. So, what was the demo you were playing? Uh, Pinball FX Two. Oh. Let's see what it is. As far as demos go, it's really stingy. You get about a minute of gameplay, and then it goes, well, your timer's run out, and then the ball drops. And every time it brings up one of those sort of like, why don't you buy this game menus? There's a delay before you can actually push a button to get back to the game or get out of the menu. Nice. And it's, uh, it's, it's uh, as far as demos goes, it's freaking annoying. Yeah. It's like it's not really enough to get a feel for how the game pans out and stuff. And I suppose that's what pinball's about. It takes you a while to figure out what everything does. But and that's half the fun of it. But so, but it doesn't know. tempt it's, you to buy it then. Just... Not massively, because uh, you get irritated by it more than anything. It's like you bastards, you've you've sort of sort of made me annoyed more than wanting the yeah. game. So it's like you just, even if the game's great, and it probably is, because you know it's quite well rendered. The graphics look quite nice, and uh, yeah. the ball physics do feel pretty we- pretty wheel real. Um, it's just a. Uh, yeah, you've pissed me off with your demo. They're shooting themselves in the foot there. Oh, well. Yeah, a little bit. So do you get out to any gaming on your massive transatlantic flight? Well, more than transatlantic, because you had to go across the continent as well, didn't you? Yeah, so... to cross America. Well, I actually stopped off in Canada, because someone got ill on the flight. Oh, oh, that's a shame. 
So we had but to I, I guess s- sit around in Goose Bay for an extra hour. And then, okay. Yeah, because they take a bendy route. They go yeah. north and then come back down. Yeah. I think that's actually... Um, it's probably straight, actually, but it's just the map makes it bendy. Yeah, it might be one of those great circle jobs, but I think it's probably to do with the... It's all to do with the wind across the winds. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You, you uh, take advantage the of the currents, yeah. Yeah, because airspeed is different from ground speed. I can't remember. I should know that. What are the two? Airspeed and... It is ground speed, yeah. Ground speed. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, do you have your DS with you or something? <laughs> or I, I, I had my iPhone and my PSP. Ah. And uh, I managed to get a bit of Lumines 2 in and also a bit of... Uh, a tiny bit of Final Fantasy 7. And I actually managed to finally figure out how to get past that stupid rocket village. <laughs> At some point, I just sort of walked around it for like an hour, talking to everyone, and until someone finally said, "Oh, hello! Look, there's something's about to happen," and it's it's like, "Oh, wonderful! I've only been to speak to you like a million times." <laughs> it, it, it seemed to go a bit wrong. So, did you figure out how you triggered it, or had it gone wrong? Uh, I think it went well. I had to go into a ha- into Sid's lady's house or something, and then she starts talking to you, and he goes, "Make the tea," and uh, make the tea. And, and whatever Sid sounds like, tea, and uh, gets a bit annoyed when she doesn't make tea, and instead tells her, tells tells you her life story, um, <laughs> and he comes back and just goes tea, uh, and then the sequence starts, and it's like, hooray, and then, you, and then you get and then you get the flightless plane. Wait, so how did you not have that happen? I don't know. Time you went I actually don't like, know. You go to that house. Well, yeah, you have to go visit everything else, I think, and I must have missed something the first time I did it. It's like even if you're just talking to people, say, "I'm so unexcited," as some some of the dudes say. And... I don't know, irritating. Yeah, I it, like fin- it finally that. triggered. You did have to go like all over that goddamn town for no yeah. reason. It's like go all the way into the very farthest bit of the rocket you can get into for no reason. It's like talk to a guy there. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. That was a bit irritating. So anyway, that means I can probably carry on playing Final Fantasy VII if I ever get my PSP back out. What do you mean? Oh, I lost my case for the PSP. Of all the things to lose, I lost the fucking case. Left it on, oh, you... on the plane, I think. Oh, you probably have mine. I don't really use my PSP. Um, yeah. Although, have you got a newer PSP than me? Have you got a slimmer one? I don't no, suppose no, it makes no, much difference it. in terms of the case. I know I got mine after than yours, but it's still a first gen. Oh, right, okay. Because I oh, have... Uh... Yeah, as I say, not that it really matters, as you say. They all last just a, just about the same amount of time. And... Yeah, probably. Have you heard the rumours of the PSP phone? Well, rumours, I say. Uh, yeah, been very, a... the, very, <laughs> the, the very badly kept secret yeah. is PSP phone. It's fairly obvious, really. I think it's a... I'm, I'm surprised it didn't happen a while ago, to be yeah. honest. I think it makes sense from their point of view. And it would be interesting, because... I think now is kind of the the right time because the Engage was all the wrong time for a yeah it was for a early. phone gaming platform, but now well, it was too early and shitly done and badly done. Yeah, it could have worked, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you had to take the there. battery cover out and stuff to get at the cartridge slot. Yeah, that kind of thing was. Mental. It was pretty ridiculous. But, I mean, they were talking about. So it's like an Android phone. That's the idea, I think. And uh, yeah, based in the app- Xperia range or something. Yeah, but with the um, P- 
PSP branding and proper PSP Hardware controls. built in, yeah. I mean, if they get those thumbsticks right, which is the key, really. I mean, the 3DS looks like it's going to have the best analog control on a on a handheld. That's well, having not done. picked up a Slim, because we never we don't know, because I don't think we've used not not a Slim, sorry, the PSP Go. That's true. Where, where they moved the 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 position of the nub. Right. Yeah. But so the nub was never quite there, was it? It was all right, but it was in the wrong place, obviously. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, I don't know where they would have put it, but it was uncomfortable um, mm. using it. But, um, yeah, if they could get... Because it looks like the PSP the phone leaked footage seems to have two analog, not nubs, but they're just like sort of touchpad things from the look of it, like capacitive. But it looks like it has two analog controls on it, which uh, is a step in the right direction. Hmm. For, I don't, I don't know, because the thing is, they were saying I was listening to them sort of debating it on the bombcast, and they were, but and Jeff was saying, well, uh, yeah, but it's it's going to be like a PSP and a phone, but less powerful. But then I thought, no, hang on a minute, because the iPhone is actually considerably more powerful than the PSP. Oh yeah, in terms of the processing yeah. inside, if exactly. you think that the the processor inside an iPhone is a whole gigahertz, um, exactly. Whereas the, I think the clock speed of the PS P is something like two three three. I mean the the iPhone four, uh, in terms of power and um, even graphics power and certainly and battery storage, life as well. Battery life, everything. It's far superior even to the three DS, which hasn't even come out yet. It's even. It, I mean, it's more powerful than that, and you can buy it today. You know, so yeah. the, So saying that at the, in the past, yes, maybe, but saying that combining a phone and a gaming platform limits. The gaming platform in terms of power isn't isn't correct. I don't think anymore. It's not entirely it's... true anymore. Yeah. I mean, there are some difficulties I can foresee in them doing this. I mean, unless they change significantly change the PSP architecture, as in they can't just bolt a PSP onto a phone and expect it no. to work. No. They're going to have to make the PSP aware of um, when a phone call happens, for instance, and you're in the middle of a yeah. game, how to suspend the game and things like that. Um, to, to you know, to hold it up so you can have your chat and then come back exactly where you left off, things like that. It's it's yeah. almost like it, it's it's um, which might be possible because you know the PSP already ha- or, or always had that standby feature. Mm. Might be a, an extension of that, but well, I don't even know if it will necessarily be a PSP as it were. It might be a PSP two. You know what I mean? They might give up maybe on the old yeah. games. It might not be backward compatible. If I were doing it, that's the way I would go. And have all the games be downloadable like an app store, you know. That that, that yeah. would be the way. I think. Do what they should have done with PSP Go, is what you mean? Well, I guess, but PSP Go was okay because that was a continuation. But I don't know. I think it's pr- pretty much a disaster, to be honest. I don't think it's taken off, and I don't think it's. Yeah, that's true. But I could see it where they suffered from the. From. It suffered from the Sony's terrible games library. Yeah, so they need to cut off and say this is a new product and get uh, and and almost be inspired by the app store and say everyone make all cool awesome game, indie games for it and then go to the uh, publishers the big publishers and say make the here's our new platform make awesome professional games for it yeah so need to be a little bit space. although apple is fairly strict with the app store they've at least put the resources in so anyone can submit an app and there's a high likelihood it will get through eventually that's true um, i think they you know, if, if sony needs to basically there. yeah sony needs to mimic that in, in the sense that they can let um, most apps through. Yeah. 
Otherwise, it just won't work. And they've also got to, don't forget, they've also got to compete with the possibility that it's, if it's based on an Android phone, what exactly yeah. is stopping them, you from downloading an Android game? Yeah, exactly, rather than a sanction. It's, it's, it's weird. They're almost like they're competing with themselves, which is dangerous. It's, uh, well, I know that you know Android is, doesn't belong to Sony. I understand that. But there's two gaming platforms on one device, which That's may true, not guess. work. Yeah, especially Android if Sony get their open. price point wrong, which is the problem they still have with the PSP is that PSP games are far too expensive. Yeah, that's true. Although, well, mobile games in general are too expensive. Yeah, that's why I think Nintendo are just as bad. I mean, they're going to make the 3DS the most expensive console, Nintendo console ever at launch. Yeah, and it's a the, iPhone, the iPhone and Android have just uh, destroyed that marketplace. People don't expect to pay thirty quid for a, a, a mobile game anymore. Yeah, even if it is on a DS, even... even if it is on a PSP, you don't think that's a good price point anymore. Even I agonize over whether to spend three quid on an app. You know? It's <laughs> yeah. Three, it's three quid. If I was in a, like a news agent, I'd spend that, you know, without even thinking yeah, about it. I know, it. I know what you sweets. mean. It's, it's, it's absolutely stupid. I haven't bought Doodle Jump for precisely that reason. It's like, yeah, it's oh, 59p. I can't try... like, Or Rage totally HD. You know, it's yeah. two quid for one of the most graphically impressive games I've seen on, on a mobile device. Yeah. Well, oh, I had a play on that, by the way. Oh, did you? Rage HD. It's, it, it is impressive. Really? Seriously impressive. I mean, it, it's... How does first it compare I to the might uh, be... Unreal thing? Have you, have you oh, I haven't that? seen that on the phone. Oh, no. okay, but, um, carry on. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's proper rendered. It looks... They've got the look and feel right for how they want, how the actual you know shots for the actual game are going to look. Admittedly, it misses out on lighting and stuff, but the models and texture detail are all pretty damn good. And it runs at a, a, a steady frame rate on the iPhone. Controls are a bit of an issue, but that's a different point. You know, you have to. Aim, it's an on-rail shooter, but you aim by tilting the phone. Right, that's clever because anything it where means you, don't you can have see to... the screen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anything so you can see the screen really helps. Yeah, because um, you can do interesting things because of the flash memory means you can almost use the flash memory as RAM almost because it's so fast to access. To a point. You know, I mean, there's, there's some point, misconceptions yeah. about flash. It's not that fast. No, but... Uh, I mean, it's faster than a hard drive, but... Hmm. Yeah, uh, do download the Epic Citadel, though, because there's a free version of that. In fact, I think it's it's free. I don't think there is a paid version. No, it's just a tech demo, but that's that Unreal Engine running on the iPhone. And that oh, was pretty interesting. It runs, yeah, it runs really nice on the iPhone 4, especially. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So check that out. I also saw this I have a thing on the internet where uh, this, people were selling, um, they're like sort of transparent stickers that you can stick on your iPhone screen. And I think you can remove them at any time and put oh, them on. And yeah, they don't no, leave I saw res- these. Residue. But they have little pop up little nubs or whatever. And so you place the little nub over, like, over where the virtual button is in the game that you're playing. And yeah, then you so can you get click it. the button. And it, so, it, it, so you it, have a tactile button on a, on a flat screen. On a flat screen. That's kind of clever, I think. It's a neat idea. I, mean, I, I worry about their reusability, as in whether yeah. the stickiness wears off or... You could if buy they a hundred shit of them, on the though, couldn't you, if you needed to? Yeah, yeah. true, but they're know. quite expensive, from what I saw. Oh, are they? Oh, that's thinking. Like anyway. seven or eight dollars a pop, something like that. Yeah. So you couldn't. So, if, if you had wads of cash and had four hundred dollars to spare, then yeah, you could buy buy a hundred of them. And yeah. <laughs> then you have a hundred uses of Street Fighter Four at your fingertips. <laughs> Hilarious. 
So what else have you been playing, man? Have you had any chance to play anything since you've been back? Or yes. Well, I've had a couple of days off, so you know, to to recover from horrible, horrible jet lag, which I didn't, I've never had before, and it was pretty bad coming back. I think I've recovered now, but okay. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. But yeah, during that time, I finished Black Ops, or at least the campaign. Ah, excellent. I want to talk about this because I've actually played through all of Modern Warfare Two in the time between the last. Uh-huh. Which the, uh, which isn't that big a feat because it doesn't take very long. Let's be fair. No, okay. I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, Black Ops's campaign isn't massively long either, um, but I'll, I will be honest with you: it's more fun, in my opinion. Black right. Ops is more fun than than Modern Warfare. Um, okay, the, the story in... is this. Yeah, just in general, the story is more far fetched and it is a little bit. And the stuff I said about having a seizure more far fetched than Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty far fetched. It's. it's, it's <laughs> It's yeah, I I, I can't. I it's annoying. It's one of those stories I want to talk about, but talking about it is spoilerific. It's, right? Yeah. So... It actually has a few. It's quite clever, to be honest, in, as okay. far as a storyline for a game like this goes. It's it's quite ingenious. Admittedly, I saw the plot twist coming a mile off. Right. Yeah. It's like about halfway through the game, I thought, "Huh, I bet that's what's happening," and yeah. it did. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, Although it's not there a bad some... thing necessarily. It's... No, but it and it does painst at the end of the game. It doesn't, you know, the best stories don't have to painstakingly reveal what the whole point in the plot was. Like when you watch The Sixth Sense, yeah. and it and there's the plot twist at the end. Um, you go, you, it doesn't then go back and show you all the scenes where it's like, oh yeah, he he's a he's been dead yeah. the whole time. It doesn't go back and explicitly show you all those moments where he didn't interact with people. Yeah. Um, it's sort of implied, and it makes you want to watch it again. This doesn't do that. The twist happens, and it's a... Uh, um, yeah, it then outright shows you everywhere in the story where there was a hint. Right. Yeah, like, that's really lazy. Like, I don't know, that's, that. a, that's a bit boring. It, it extended the scene more than it needed to be. I mean, don't get me wrong, that scene is quite well done. It, there's some clever graphical effects in you, when you're going a bit mental, um, basically. It's it's quite well done, but it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. They didn't need to spell it out. I mean, I, I, I wonder if they know what their demographic is. <laughs> They're targeting it. Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> These people need things explained to them step by step because they're like, duh, must shoot things. Duh, no, duh, duh. <laughs> but, oh yeah, generally I think it's an improvement over Modern Warfare 2. It still suffers from all of the same issues, though. Right. Well, that really like, worries me. Yeah, it, it does suffer. For, it, but sometimes in, like, there are certain scenes, certain set pieces that are... I don't understand how they got through the experimentation phase because they are just crazy hard. Um, I was I was I played through the game in hardened mode, not veteran. Um, I can imagine the game being quite fun in normal. <laughs> I right, sort of yeah. wish I'd done that first. Um, yeah, I heard but that. I, I, I played I it through in hardened. There were some scenes where the enemy well stuff we were talking about last week where the enemies yeah. just keep coming until you move forward. There are sections where you have to do certain objectives and enemies are keep spawning out of these new things, but they spawn f- faster than you can pick them yeah. off half the time because they're sp- spawning in a wide area. So you pick okay. off a load, you move forward. By the time you've got your to your objective, they're all over it again. Right, yeah. And, it's, and, and you basically you just have to get lucky and that you've killed them all and there just happens not to be another wave running up by the time you do the objective. And it 
a lot of the game boils down to just ah, I wasn't entirely sure that was going to happen, or ah, how could I have stopped that in any way? It, it's a big luck game, and yeah. while while it goes to a, some step to presumably, it's quite a good step in the sense that it simulates what war would be like. There'll be a lot of things you have absolutely no control of during an enormous firefight. Yeah, but that's firefight. not fun. But, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. fair enough that war isn't actually fun. Otherwise, we'd all be joining the army instead of playing <laughs> yeah. Warfare 2, you know? Yeah, man, I'm going to shoot some bitches. Because you know, <laughs> random a, things could happen and you can die out of the blue in real war. And you yeah, really exactly. And, and this happen, this does happen a lot in the game. <laughs> and the worst bit is is that the, the, the game eggs you on to do things and, the, and your AI opponents will go and, go, to, go and move in ways that make you think you can do the same. For instance, a, a section right at the start of the game, your, your, your teammates walk around a corner and go, come on, let's go! And, and so and then, you follow them into a cor- which he's just walked into without a single shot being fired. You turn yeah. up and there's five dudes just standing <laughs> there, and you die in an instant. Oh god! It, there's a lot of moments like that where you, you can't. Re- the AI, your teammate AI, is actually the most irritating thing of the game because it gives you this false sense of security, right. in that you expect them to actually they they do a lot of shooting and kill fuck all. Um, they do a lot of oh, um, they 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 they. They often move to places and the enemy doesn't pay any attention to them. Um, like enemies will just walk right past your your teammates sometimes, and neither of them will pay attention to each other because the enemy wants to shoot you. Right, because they're prioritizing you. Or... Exactly. Yeah, which and is fair got... enough, but it just looks retarded. And also, I mean, they'd have to if your if your teammates were too good, you'd have nothing to shoot at as well. So I guess it is a true. Balance. There's a, there's a certain balance, but they they actually don't. There are certain scenes where they actually just don't do anything other than be there. And you know, you're supposed to be this elite team and stuff. And yeah. You don't feel like an elite team half the time. It's just an elite you with a load of meat shields. It's interesting because I uh, saw they're, they're a YouTube pretty bad video. for running in your shots as well. So you'll line oh, up a, a snipe shot, and they'll just appear in, at the last second. In your like, for the love of God. <laughs> I'm always shooting my own blokes in it because they they tend to come out of a room in front or something. They're yeah. on a different route, and then it's like you can't tell if they're the enemy. Sometimes I saw this uh, YouTube video where someone had played on the PC in hardened mode the entire first level of Black Ops without firing a single shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty let, cool. He just let the the AI team kill all the enemies, and the only times he had to shoot were one where you have to shoot Castro. You have to shoot him, obviously. Yeah. And right at the end, when the aircraft is taking off, you have to shoot the AA guns in order to let it escape. Yeah. They're the only two times you have to shoot in that level to make it through unhardened. But there's a couple <laughs> of places where I'm sure there are wells, and you wouldn't get a... Given how long it takes the AI to kill people, you wouldn't get enough of a gap to make you move. But maybe, well, you, know, you maybe, have to watch how Maybe the AI it. is more competent at the start of the game. Maybe. I mean, he does get hurt quite badly in places, but he does seem to find places to hide that are like... Mm. He seems to sprint forward and then find a place to hide, which is after the after the cutoff zone for going to the next bit, so that then his mm. AI companions fight their way to him, and then... Oh, he I see. He finds, a, finds a spot to hide, and then yeah, the AI reach it. him, and then... Okay. And then iterate that so he's just that's... doing it to, to demonstrate and also he's like got uh he's got commentary over it so he's talking over it and going oh pc games used to be awesome now they all suck <laughs> <Consoles are selfish. laughs> it's really quite hilarious yeah what time today there's a going going yeah the other problems are that it's a little bit glitchier 
than previous entries. Like, mm-hmm. I have had some hilarious ragdoll physics. I've had some dudes that would just stand still. You shoot them a few times and nothing happens. You shoot them some more, and then they appear as a dead body just instantly. Oh, rather which than is quite crumbling. funny, but okay, yeah. And I've seen some hilarious extra physics, like just bodies like flying absolutely miles <laughs> after what seems like a fairly normal explosion. They just go, Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> which is which is hilarious. As your moments like you know, these the glitches aren't game killing bugs; they're just funny. Um, there were there was a couple of moments where an enemy would run up to me and then just stand there. Which yeah. is very funny. I was reloading at the time, so I couldn't do anything. And he just walked up and just sort of stood over me for a bit, staring at me down. And I'm like, this is awkward. <laughs> Stab. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, some moments like that. And it's, uh, I also struggle with the... And, and maybe this is, again, this might be intended by the game, but sometimes it is so hard to see what is going on. With the smoke and stuff. There's, yeah, some of the indoor scenes, there's smoke coming from fucking everything. And yeah. just seeing where people are... There's too many moments as, uh, where where you don't where you walk into a scene and you just can't see what's shooting at you. There's a, <laughs> this is emphasized towards the end where there's a uh, essentially a scene where you need thermal vision in order to see anything. Yeah, and Does that uh, exist the enemy in, can just see through Ops? it and has perfect aim. And do they have some thermal of the, vision in Black Ops? Uh, the, some of the guns have thermal sights. Oh, that's good because obviously in Modern Warfare 2, almost every time there's loads of smoke, there's a thermal sighted gun right there. But I was thinking yeah. Black Ops older technology they might not well don't get me wrong it's not that the thermal site isn't as useful as it was before it's all fuzzier oh okay it's an intentionally worse version of it i Um, see but of course the enemy can just shoot through everything because they can see you through smoke and fire and anything that would normally block the vision of stuff unless it's specifically a smoke grenade then you stand a bit more of a chance but even then they're pretty damn good at shooting through it yeah which is crap Because I, do, I don't know. If you I mean, that's just plain remember, awful. But... You can't see what's shooting at you anyway, and they headshot you, and you're just like, "Yeah, huh? Okay." The the the, the opposite of that was in um, uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, the first one, where um, you could throw a smoke grenade, and they couldn't see through it at all, so they wouldn't shoot you. So you could then walk into the open and pick them off one by one with a thermal sight. And they would just stand there. It was really hilarious. So that's the exact opposite situation. Yeah, too <laughs> it made much smoke it. grenades like insanely powerful because you could use them to like kill yeah. everyone. Anyway, that's, that's, actually, the most common form of death was not necessarily the the one in Modern Warfare Two. Your most common form of death is getting shot by something you can't see. In in Black Ops, you tend to just explode every now and then. Oh, okay. You sort of walk into an area and something goes bang, and you're dead, bang. and you're like. Um, uh, what just happened? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I must be wearing my bomb shoes today. <laughs> I I have kind of a love hate relationship with the grenade indicator in Call of Duty in general. I mean, I think it's a good idea and it does work, but you can't see them. Sometimes, it. no, you can't see them because in Halo it has no grenade indicator, but it doesn't really matter because the obviously it's a sci-fi game, so they can get away with this. But the grenades are like really obvious where they are. But yeah, the they're huge, indicator... and they have like a, a like even the frag grenades in Halo Reach have a have an orange trail. Exactly, so you can see where they are and hear where they're bouncing. But you, there's no way you can see the grenades in Call of Duty. And the grenade indicator, it's it points towards them, but 
not really in 3D space, you know, because it has to be an element of the HUD. So it's not obvious. So when you see it, you're like, oh, God, I've got to run, but I've got to run away from it now, ways away from it. And then sometimes you run into it, and it changes the icon into the throwback. And I have ever successfully thrown back a grenade. So when I see that icon, I run even faster because I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) And I don't know. And and then the worst thing is... The grenade goes off, and then it says, you were killed by a grenade. Watch for the grenade indicator. I'm like, I was fucking watching for the grenade indicator. It didn't help. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I don't know. There, there, there are a lot of moments in the game where it's like, uh, okay, now that I've done that section and died, I now know where everyone is, and it's easier. You know, yeah. the, the, the fact that, I mean, that's not uncommon, but... Yeah. You wouldn't, half the stuff that happens, you wouldn't have known until you've done it and died. Yeah, it's 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 almost it's almost too much sometimes. Like picking the route is more important than actually being good. Or picking, really... the, route, picking the timing. Like if you're too fast, you die. If you're too slow, you die. If you do it at just the right speed and just the right amount of gunnage, you'll you'll get through. <laughs> I really like games that it's an it's a real art form, and I think Half Life does it so well. But of tra- of making sure you understand what you're doing the first time through, but without holding your hand do you see what, it's a it's really difficult because yeah. because half-life never comes up with a with a with a message saying shoot the oil drums or something unlike yeah, call yeah. of duty which does but yeah, shoot the pins out of the door yeah <laughs> shoot the hinges. You, you always kind of know what to do even the first time through because they you so so they're better at at explaining what to do without even explicitly explaining what to do, you know, because sometimes yeah. games trip up where they explain what to do and they're actually explaining it slightly wrong, you know. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that does it's happen, like, doesn't it? It's not like in Half Life. You, it's like Rob was, was just said, like shoot the pins out of the door. That you know, that's because it's like Half Life couldn't have done that because it wasn't advanced enough to do that. But uh, but because it's something like slightly, you know. Like shoot the lock off a door or whatever, and like even in Half Life Two, when you had to shoot lock off door, that wasn't necessarily immediately obvious. Some the first time you had to do it, it was like holy shit, a new thing. Because yeah, but you work like, it out without dying, into, like, though, don't you? Well, that's because never... in Half Life Two, the first time you see that, there's no one there. <laughs> exactly, but that's good. That's how <laughs> they teach like, you. In a, yeah, but in like a modern game where you've got these like complicated but realistic maneuvers. You can't get away with just, like, inherently understanding that. It's like in Half-Life 1, it's like, oh, barrels are explosive, you can shoot them to make them explode. That's not complicated. <laughs> no, that's true. That's not but understanding the mechanics of, like, oh, you can, like, shoot these specific parts of a door to make it open. Well, yeah. It's probably too it, complicated it, to know, sort of, naturally. I mean, I mean, Call of Duty goes to the, the level of highlighting it and actually putting a prompt on screen most of the time yeah. you need to do something, and uh, or, or a big bit of mission text. Um, there is one point in the game where you don't get that, and that suddenly becomes difficult. It took me a few years to figure out the approach that it was trying to tell me to do. It's like right. your teammate starts shouting, "We need to, we need to improvise, Mason," and then uh, does something. Is that the bit with the oil drums? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've that's the bit I was going to say. That is that People is one. Of them, that is this. the single yeah. most annoying part of the game. Is that section because the the wells are everywhere. Um, they spawn really fast and the oil drums you're supposed to be kicking down are in the open right 
so you kick the oil drum, and you, for some reason you're you're invulnerable whilst doing the sequence. But as soon as it finishes, everyone's got their gun trained on you, so you die. You die um, unless unless you get yeah. incredibly lucky, and and they just happen to not be there. It, it, it took that was the longest section I think of the game that I had to keep playing over and over and over until eventually I just happened to do it when there were lulls in the in the waves and it was but that's the thing it's just hard to predict you shoot everyone you think you can see and by the time you get to the barrel and push it there's someone right there and it's yeah. uh it's it, it was awful that that section is probably my hated but at the same time the atmosphere of it and what's going on and everything is fantastic yeah it's like it's an awesome set piece for the for the spectacle but for the gameplay it's terrible it's it's my my whole opinion of the game is very up down like that. But, but for every for every bit of awesome, there's something that just make pisses you off. Mm. And also the, the it has Eminem in the end credits, which is pretty cool. Eminem. <laughs> well, it's got Ice Cube in the game, hasn't it? Yeah, Ice Cube plays uh, surprisingly not the character I thought he was playing. But and Gary Oldman is actually in the credits as well. God. I um. Which is kind of cool. And I've played I've played the secrets as well, like the uh, arcade game, which is actually pretty cool. Oh yeah, I have to say the corrections column of last week. <laughs> we, were, we were getting confused because you were talking about the arcade game, and I was talking about oh, sod off O2 UK. <laughs> uh, um, you were talking about uh, the arcade game, and I was the talking top about down the zombies, two stick shooter. Zombies oh thing, but right, the arcade okay, game yeah. Is, yeah, that's why we got confused. But um, also, also in corrections from last week, I said that there are two or three AC one thirties. There are about twenty five, and, oh. <laughs> and they're about one hundred ninety million dollars each. Whereas the B two bomber, which I compared it to, is actually four times more expensive at seven hundred thirty seven million dollars each. Bloody huh. so, <laughs> hell! So yeah, yeah, that's the most expose- expensive aircraft of all time. I would have thought so. The B twos, yeah. yeah, they're ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> But still, I didn't, I didn't didn't figure that one. Is that the cost of the payload as well, or just the aircraft? Well, it's the flyaway cost. So I think so. It's like it, it's the combined cost of development of the aircraft plus the manufacturing cost. You know. So oh, okay. Per, yeah. So if you take all the costs of the whole program and all the manufacture, and then divide it by the number of bombers made, that's how yeah. much. Yeah, it's not how much it actually takes to make one, like we no. as a consumer think of it. It's the exactly. how much the government essentially spent per per aircraft in yeah. total. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That's a sensible sensible way of looking at. It. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I played the arcade. The arcade game is pretty cool. You get power ups and weaponry and flying chickens that act as your buddies on occasion. And uh... <laughs> cool. You could play that online, can't you? Uh, I don't think so. I heard Maybe. You did. Oh, oh no, because no, because when you access the arcade machine, it goes to a uh, uh, like an insert coin menu, and then eventually sort of just starts the game. I don't think you get any options. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, you can play the zombie game online, obviously. But, oh yeah, you yeah, know the yeah. actual main zombie game. And oh, I, I, know, I, I see what you mean about the end section, the sort of like after credits bonus this time. It is totally awesome. Yeah, it's freaking sweet. <laughs> I mean, I just saw a video of that. And I was like, this is this makes me want to buy the game more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. I haven't tried playing it at like what um, if I select zombie mode to, just to see if I play as um, the characters involved. But <laughs> I think you would. Yeah, no, just what the doctor it. ordered. <laughs> so cool. So yeah, I played through uh, Modern Warfare Two. That 
I mean, the story in that, I mean, I know I've said before, but it is so ridiculous. Yeah. It's just... I mean, Modern Warfare 1 story sort of gets away with it, but Modern Warfare 2, it's just immense. Well, I thought, because the thing is, Modern Warfare, like, my favourite levels are probably that bit where you go into Pripyat and you're following... What's that level called? Uh, On your way in to assassinate uh, Zakar. Oh, Gillies in the Mist. Gillies in the Mist. That's my favourite, and it's it's kind of ironic, because that's probably the level with the least shooting. I <laughs> yeah, enjoy those levels because well, you thing, feel so you, cool. You, 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 you can know. get through the entire level by only killing a couple of guys, kind of. Yeah, but I, I don't mind. I don't mind that because I think that level's great, and I, I I love that you're in the SAS, and uh, it feels like it could have really happened, almost a Black Ops vibe, because that is almost put into the yeah. into the um, Cold War and stuff. But then now it's become so ridiculous that in Modern Warfare Two, you're like attacking a castle. <laughs> which is being <laughs> yeah. bombed by F-15s or, or F-18s, sorry. And, um, and you're going in and Task Force 141 just seems like something out of, much more out of 24 than out of, you know, it just seems silly, yeah. I don't know, somehow. And um, I don't know. And also, no Russian. I, playing through that again, that scene is in bad taste, I think. I mean, the the, the media say a lot of bad things about gaming in general, which I obviously disagree with but that scene uh i i don't think it was really justified by the story and um i think you could it's a little say, unnecessary isn't yeah it? i think i think it's unnecessary and and just there for there for the sake of stirring up controversy and i think it was in poor taste so uh i i don't like that but anyway that's not really much to do with the and in terms of the gameplay i started having twice as much fun once I went into the menu and turned off the auto-aim thing. Because oh, I cannot really? use I cannot use that thing. I cannot That's, use it. it it's it, almost it's just, essential, though, to doing it in hard mode. Yeah, I just played through in normal and, and turned that off because it, I, I had more, much more fun that way. I'm sure it's very useful in, in I mean, hard yeah, mode. I, I actually struggle to remember that it exists, and in places I sort of wish I do because it does make certain firefights a lot easier when you remember yeah. to use it. Like, if there's a load of guys at the end of a corridor, for instance, it's it's so much easier to just snap tap, in, tap, snap tap. out, and shoot left, them. Left, right, left, right, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just don't... I just don't think it's a fun mechanic, and there's something about it that I don't like, which is really weird, because Red Dead Redemption has quite a similar kind of lock-on kind of thing, where you hold down the left, and yeah. it has a similar thing. I was absolutely fine with it. I, In fact, I really liked it in Red Dead, but there's something about the way it works in Call of Duty that I just don't like somehow. Well, sometimes so... it's a little unpredictable, and it will snap to something you don't want to. Yeah. Like, it, it will snap to a, the, the, the target you weren't originally trying to look at and just won't snap to the guy you want to shoot that yeah, can be stuff irritating like that. and also i think i think in red dead it has even more level whereas where when you snap to it kind of holds your aim on the guy's head i think for a few seconds at least or until mm. you move the thing whereas in call of duty it just snaps to where he was and then if he was actually moving then you're looking down the sights and he's run to the left and yeah, you see what I mean. Which is which is fine. That which sort of makes fine, sense because yeah. it's you're supposed to sort of be <laughs> you're supposed to have some input on the aim. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's like okay, I'm zoomed in, but what am I actually looking at? Because you you could tell it snapped because it's moved your view, but yeah. then you're not looking at anything in particular exciting. You're like, well, and now I have to turn, but which way do I turn? Because I can't see because my iron sight is I don't know. So I turned that off, and I had a lot more fun that way. Uh, but uh, one of the things I I, I don't know. I, I hate it when games uh, 
have a scripted bit where you're supposed to mess up. Do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's confusing, yeah. isn't it? It's very confusing. And it's it's and very common in Call of Duty. Very common in Call of Duty. Like, um, like, there was a bit in that castle level at the end. For, like, the fifth time, it seems, it's getting... It's like, run and jump on the helicopter. And I'm like, I've done this about 15 times in Call of Duty, yeah. running and jump. I mean, it was really cool at the end of the first level of Call of Duty 1. Where There's you only one of those in Black sinking. Ops. There's only oh, one right. of those in Black Ops. But in, in Modern Warfare <laughs> There's still 2, one, though. You have to jump onto it in the favela level, at least. Mm. You have to jump onto that. In fact, you, you try and jump and you miss or something and you fall down. And then there's a mm. bit where you have to run without a gun. And I found that to be the most fun part of the whole favela level because that level is so yeah, annoying. The that way that, that level is the worst. It's my personal hated part of the game. Yeah. You know, every, to... you, there's always some, some bit of a game you don't like and the favela is yeah. by far the winner for that. It's another one With of those, favela. oh, how was I supposed to know there was a guy there? Or... Yeah, because they're on top of the roof and you can barely see them. And like yeah. my the way to the way I ended up doing it was like literally stepping forward slowly through the level until they started shooting me, then mm. running back and then trying to work out from their bullet trails where they were, you know. <laughs> and yeah. so you step forward slowly and then the and then the window opens suddenly and there's an enemy there, you know. And mm. then run run away and oh that's and the thing is because the game is putting you under artificial pressure to chase this enemy character yeah who and you could take uh, as long as you like over the level and you you kind of know that but the game is still tr- it, because you want to be invested in the story of the game you want to rush and chase after the guy and catch him but, which isn't possible <laughs> which isn't possible because you're just going to get murdered so you might as well do it methodically and then there's people in your earpiece saying we've got to catch him run he's running across the rooftop and it's like no he's not yeah but then he's that bit where you fall down... He's currently stopped having a tea break while I kill these dudes. <laughs> exactly. And then there's a bit where you kind of run, and you instead of seeing a gun in front of you, you see your hands like you're running really fast. It looks oh, really yeah, hilarious. Yeah. And you peg it, and then you jump onto the helicopter at the end, and it's like, I've got you! Oh, anyway, but then... So it's... You're, and, and the bottom of the castle, and you've got to run and get to the helicopter. And it's right there, and you can see it, and you're running towards it. And so you press the sprint button, and you run ahead of everyone, and then there's a rock fall, and you die. Okay, and I I then realised what you're supposed to do is not run as fast as them, and then the rock fall happens in front of you and stops your progress, right? So um, yeah, but how are you supposed to know that? How are you supposed to know that you're running as fast as you can because you anyway? And so if you compare that to the sequence in Half Life Two, where in Black Mesa East, where the rock fall happens between Alex and you. What happens there is if you run too fast using the sprint function, it throws up an invisible wall to stop you dying. And although that is mm. a bit cheap, it's better than having you just die, you know, yeah. from a rockfall that you had no way of predicting that was scripted. I mean, I'll be um, honest, Black Ops does occasionally uh, suffer from the uh, invisible wall problem. Like you think, oh, I could go around there and then I could get at that dude. And then it's like, oh, no, wait, I can't. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It does, it does occasionally suffer from that. Okay. But in, that's a case where I think putting an invisible wall there might have been a good idea because I just died. I was like, what the hell? Uh, yeah. Anyway. There's, there's, I can imagine. I, I didn't get affected by them, but I, I think I saw a couple of moments in Black Ops where that could happen. Yeah. Um, where you could you, you could go too fast and then get killed by an environment or an environmental That was scripted uh, to happen, yeah. Yeah. Because there's a bit later on where you get out a Predator drone... Uh, which are really cool, by the way. I really like them in Modern Warfare 2. 
they're really yeah, fun they're to cool. use the predators i mean yeah so but there's a bit and towards the end where you have to break out well, you're going for that submarine and you break out a predator drone and it gets shot down almost immediately and that is scripted but you don't know that you know it's not obvious you think you think hang on what happened was it got blown up and i thought shit i'll go back to the uh, checkpoint i'll come back here and then i'll try and kill the sam site with my predator drone before my predator gets shot down because obviously mm. predators are worth millions of dollars it's not supposed to get shot down and yet it is you know you know the, mm. the reality of the situation is the raf own two reaper drones <laughs> if one of them got shot down which it did it would be it was a big deal yeah I, actually they have five now i think but at the time they only had two one that got shot down and they had to send in the sas to destroy the wreckage stop it <laughs> falling in afghanistan or oh, sorry taliban hands i suppose yeah but yeah and it's like oh and then and then in terms of the actual because it's supposed to be all it has all these guns which are supposed to be really realistic and stuff and it's supposed to be uh, sort of authentically military-wise. But Price launches uh, a nuclear missile out of that submarine uh, in a submarine base which is on the um, east, the far east of Russia, right? Mm. And that that missile travels across the world to to, uh, Washington. Now, submarine-launched ballistic missiles do not have the same range as intercontinental ballistic missiles. That <laughs> missile could travel about as far as Japan, but it could not travel that far. <laughs> I mean, and then there's a sequence where you're, you're an astronaut above with the International Space Station. Oh, yeah, somehow, yeah, yeah. the International Space Station gets destroyed by a shockwave that is somehow travelling through the vacuum of space. <laughs> yes, I was trying to think, the... how could that missile actually hurt the space station? I was thinking, if it was close enough, then it would melt the space station. Or you'd get an EMP blast, perhaps. Well, the EMP, interestingly, I mean, EMPs happen because it's complicated, but it's to do with the nuke going off in the upper atmosphere. So mm. if the nuke went off in the vacuum of space, there would be no EMP effect. Because it's to do with the atmosphere and a lensing effect. Because if you detonate a nuke in a normal place, like on the ground, you don't get a significant EMP effect. But because you detonate it in a certain place in the atmosphere, that's how you get the big EMP effect, actually. Hmm. So, Interesting. Um, yeah. So, but, I mean... But it was just so silly when you're like an astronaut <laughs> and then you get killed by a nuke, which is miles across. Anyway, which is launched. And it's sort of a combination of all these uh, factors just made it seem even more silly. I don't know. Uh, anyway, anyway, I should stop ranting. But... It's, it's, you know, it's, try, it's, it, it's, it's, cross, it's trying to be authentic and blockbuster at the same time. Unfortunately, Modern Warfare 2 takes the, the step to blockbuster a little too much to the point where you just think it i'll tell you what it reminds me of transformers 2 right yeah in that they tried to make everything <laughs> bigger and better and ultimately yeah. you know oh what can be wrong with two and a half hours of robot fights and oh, it God. ultimately just gets irritating and confusing and <laughs> it is almost you almost have to do the sheer labeuf thing in order to get through the game the sheer labeuf thing is that whenever he has a line in the script that says go go or whatever which he does because it's an action film he says that line about 50 times so he yeah. goes go 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 <laughs> it's really funny yeah. if, you, if you ever watch a film with sheer labeuf just watch out for whenever he has to say something like go or no or something no 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 he says it 50 different yeah. times instead of just say it once 
and it's the same. It's like you've got to get past the enemy well. Go, 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 go. And you're like running through the aircraft boneyard and you just have to get to the end of the level. Yeah, And they're, they're all fighting each other. So it's just go, 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 go. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's an awful lot more more F-bombs in Black Ops. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot more swearing in Black Ops. Um, except for the fact that they, the, the subtitles, they carefully um, mark pretty much every instance of swearing with uh, a load of garbled characters. So it's like, let's fucking go, is marked as, you know, let's garble, 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 go. Um, not actually the word garble, but you know what I mean. Um... Because that would be funny. Let's gobble go. <laughs> Let's gobble go. But it, uh, um, apart from one moment where one of the characters goes fucking a, and it just writes fucking as in f u c k e n a. Right so, in the fucking a. <laughs> it's just it's like really weird. isn't that supposed to be fucking a? <laughs> Is so for some reason fucking a not a uh, not a swear anymore? Where's that car? That is that space? No, that's mine. Oh, that's, a okay. very no- that's a really noisy car. <laughs> that's a basic car. So you you play as the same guy for is it all the Black Ops? No, there are moments where you go on okay. a you go off uh, and play as a couple of other characters. I mean, the ending is quite cool because you see it from two different points of view. Oh, you play one, you play as one character for one bit, and then you go back and do it again, but as a different character, uh, and it's quite well done actually. I like that idea. But I found that in Modern Warfare 2, they took that to a ridiculous extreme. I mean, it made sense originally in Call of Duty because you had to be different characters in order to be in the United States Army and the Russian Army and the British Army, you know, for those parts of the World War 2. It didn't really yeah. matter who you were. Your character wasn't important. It was just being in the right place. Yeah. But then, of course, in Call, in Call of Duty 4, they made your character more important. And you were soap in Call of Duty 4 when you were with the SAS, right? Most of the time, yeah. And then in Modern Warfare 2, you you're, you start off as Roach and you're with Soap. Uh, yeah. So Soap is then an NPC. So the guy you played from the first game is now an NPC. But then later on in the game, you are You Roach end up again, as him again. But you end yeah. up being Soap then again, playing as Soap, right? Yeah. And, but, and, and Call of Duty 4, when you went back to Pripyat, you were playing as Price, Right. Yes, you basically so you take play... control of the characters that you're, you're initially sort of looking at and things like that. And Black Ops does that as well to a certain extent. There are scenes where you're fighting with characters that you occasionally play as. But sometimes it's like, who am I now? Like, yeah. The fact that you're the at the beginning of Modern Warfare Two story, you're a United States Army Ranger soldier in Afghanistan, and then that same soldier is is the one in No Russian. But there's no context for that. There's no, like, real, oh, he got... It, it just sort of explains away. Oh, he got picked because he did so well in that mission in Afghanistan. He got picked to go undercover. And then and then that's it. That's no Russian. And then that's the end of him, isn't it? So Yeah. That, and, then, and then you switch to... I don't know. There's so many characters. And it gets really, it gets really confusing. And then you don't... And then when some of them kind of get killed off and stuff you you, you get confused that it, when I was getting killed off in first person I wasn't thinking oh god I was thinking hang on who am I now who's getting killed <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know anyway <laughs> I think I'd prefer, I'd rather be what's his name Alex Mercer or Mason you're confusing yeah me Mason it is Mason, Mason again that's right not to be confused with Alec Mason 
That's right. <laughs> and he's played by the guy from Avatar, isn't he? Apparently really badly. Oh, is it? Oh, he's not, he's not that bad, actually. I didn't think the voice acting in the game was... He sounds a bit Australian, apparently, sometimes. Because I th- presume he is Australian. Yeah, probably. Yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, there probably are moments where he <laughs> drifts a little bit. but <laughs> It's not too bad. It's not, you know... It's not the best voice acting I've heard in the world, but it's not awful. And in fact, you know, Gary Oldman's characters, like, uh, I think he plays the Russian Reznov in the game. His, his oh. portrayal is actually pretty good. <laughs> well, he played that Russian terrorist in uh, uh, Air Force One, didn't he, years ago? Oh, uh, yes, that, yes. With uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Get off my plane! And all that. <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, dear. So, so any yeah. other things about... Well, uh, on a, yeah, on a different... I have, I have dipped into the multiplayer a little bit. Oh, and sweet. Okay. Again, the sort of same rules apply. It's, it's, it, it is Call of Duty... It's Modern Warfare 2, but made slightly more fun. Um, and... Yeah, it's just it's the same same old same old. So you still have the same sort of frustration and things like that, but not quite so much of it. Right. It's it's like it's a little bit better, in my opinion. Okay. But if if you don't if you didn't get on with the previous ones, you're not you're still not going to get on with this. It's I'm it's so better, tempted. but if you didn't like it before, it's you're not going to get into it. I had to look at some people were playing uh, one in the chamber and that looked really fun the wager matches i haven't actually played many of them yet i think because i'm having connection issues to be honest with the multiplayer system in that i can't join a game on my own i have to wait for my brother to join a game then tell then you know do the the xbox guide thing join game right and then i can get in Uh, if i try and search for a game on my own it never finds them um, and if I try and join a game as a party using the game's lobby system or whatever, that doesn't work either. Right. I, I, Rick just goes ahead and enters the game and I get left behind. Right. Um, so basically I'm having proper connection issues with the game at the moment. Okay. Mm. Which I don't know. I don't know if that's their fault or if it's just my fault. Because I think I'm having problems with Xbox Live in general at the right. moment. But So, yeah, don't take that to heart. It's just my experience. It's a bit poop. At the moment, have you seen one in the chamber though? I think that. Yeah, cool. yeah, I've seen some so cool. seen some videos of it. It's pretty cool. Because what is it? It's one hit kill, and you get one bullet. One bullet, and if you but kill then... someone with that bullet, you get the bullet. Another bullet. You get another bullet. No, no, you can kill someone with melee. Does that not give you another bullet? Oh, it might do. I don't know. I think it does. If you kill anyone, you get another bullet, but you can melee kill still instantly. So, yeah. Uh, it just looks really fun. Apparently, you can like psych out your enemy because if you have two bullets, you can deliberately miss, and then he thinks you have no bullets, and then he just kills. Him, <laughs> and then he runs up, and you kill him. <laughs> Stuff like that. I don't know. It looks crazy. It's like um, the sticks and stones looks like fun as well. Sort of like crossbows, and uh, and if you kill someone, with, you get points as you kill people in that game with crossbows and things like that. Um, but if you if you manage to kill someone with the the throwing axe or the tomahawk. They lose all their points. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that's really powerful. It's 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 uh, yeah, it's quite harsh. So everyone, but there's a, there's obviously there's that's you only get one use of your throwing axe. So you've right. got to <laughs> you're trying to sort of stay alive and at the same time shoot people and score points for yourself. But at the same time, everyone's sort of thinking, oh, I wonder if I can get away with using that. Yeah. 
Mm, cool. And it can really turn the tide of a battle. So it's a, that, that looks pretty fun. Okay. Oh, and the new theatre system is actually very cool as well because I was watching some replays that my brother had made and you get to, unlike the Halo system where you have to take a take a clip using camera controls and things like that, you can take it. You can take a clip from first person, you can then take a clip from a camera path and then stitch them together so you actually make yeah. like a nice little movie in the game and stuff like that so you can see something from one angle then see it again from a different angle and... I can it's... tell they're cool because people have used those in-game tools to make videos and then uploaded them to YouTube, and some of them are yeah. really hilarious. Like it's, ones... it's really well done, actually. The, the, There's the one where a guy shot down, shot down an incoming care package helicopter, and then the care package flew through the air, and then someone came out from under a door, and it just crushed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really hilarious. Uh, stuff like that. Some great little moments like that. So, okay, so that's Call of Duty, I think. Yeah, I'll uh, stop on that. Um, hopefully, I'll probably never talk about it again. <laughs> no, we can still talk about it. Well, uh, if we play some multiplayer, then we can expand on that. So, the, uh, if, if we can get it to work. Played anything else, or shall I move on to Zaku Um, Yeah, it's probably worth moving on to Zach. I don't think I've played much else since uh, San Francisco got in the way. Okay, Zach, are you still there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, man? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you said anything about that snippet about Half-Life, so <laughs> let's get back into it. Uh, what have you been playing, man? Oh, I have, like, several things to talk about, I guess, apart from probably not actually really things to talk about, because, <laughs> like, they just need a mention, and then that'll be it. That's like, okay. We're, for example, we're, we're... it's like, you can start with saying that I logged back into EVE, now that there's that free time and everything. Oh, yeah. And because the patch hasn't come out yet, nothing really has changed. So there's not really anything to say about Eve. <laughs> nothing to report then. Well, there there was one so thing that I noticed. So why did you log in? Hang on. Why did you log in if the patch hasn't come out then? Because the offer. Oh, because you had the free, the free time only ended at like twenty first of November or something. So will the uh, will you have time? You know, will you be there when the patch comes out, or does it? Depend? Presumably, I mean, they say it's a winter patch, which means it should happen. Soon-ish. January. Normally, when they say winter patch, it means within this year, not like January or whatever. Oh, okay, fair enough. In so go on. So it's like the only real thing that I noticed that had changed up to this. I mean, there's been a couple of patches that have supposedly fixed various weird UI bugs, but those are the kind of things where it's like if you don't know of that bug, you're never going to notice when they patch it. Yeah, I have some Eve news. <laughs> did, you about, did you hear about the Eve theft? Of uh, that somehow made joystick yeah. headlines. Well, another um, one. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was um, a group of people running a um, lottery. Um, yeah, running a lottery system, uh, and obviously that means they had to have a stockpile of billions of isk and prizes and things like that. Uh, and one of the guys who was helping them run it just thought, "Fuck it," stole a load of money uh, and then ransomed it back to them. Um, it's like, oh, well, you can have all of this money if you give me this much money out of it. And things like that. So uh... that didn't make much sense to start off with. It's like I'm going to ransom this money for money. For money. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what I mean, it's like you can have more money back if you, you can have more of your money back if you let me keep some of it, kind of thing. And the the weird part of the story is is that the guys were quite um, uh, you know honest about it and said, you know what, we're not too bummed about losing yeah. money. And it's I it's like that. if it, he, we could we would have given it to him had he asked. 
if he um, just asked, yeah. It's just sad we lost our friend. Yeah. <laughs> he turned out to be a backstabbing bastard. Yeah. That's a, a weird state of affairs. I mean, he, <laughs> I wonder how accurate Eve is as a, as a social commentary on modern life. <laughs> the, the thing the, is, in Eve, you could do anything there, can't you? That everyone yeah. is a bastard, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe maybe games like that actually do reveal your inner tendencies. Well, it's not true that everyone is a bastard in Eve. Well, maybe it is to the... You have to but assume You have to cooperate. Is. Yeah, you have to... That's you the... can't trust anyone, because even if someone was trustworthy in real life, they might be a bastard in the game as a role-playing thing, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's well, part you know, of the fun we... of the game, really. Well, you know, you I would never really... play any card never... game, do you? It's like, you stole the fucking health! It's like, <laughs> Well, I guess, you just but have to it's not on the scale. Of... Bastard, automatically, because yeah. if you do, if you don't do that, then when someone is a bastard, you'll be really easy to take advantage of. <laughs> you have to automatically assume everyone is trying to murder you or take advantage of you somehow, because <laughs> that's the only way you can protect yourself from like being West. taken advantage of. <laughs> it's like real life. Wow. Lol. So hide your kids. Only... Hide your wife. Because <laughs> they're raping everybody. <laughs> oh, Anton Dobson. That'd be amazing <laughs> if he was on Eve. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what I did see. Auto Tune the News made headline news for that in America. Oh, I'm not surprised actually. It's it's it had a spot on the breakfast news now about they split the uh, so they split the profits from that song on iTunes fifty fifty with, with Anton Dobson. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. So is that is all it... your Eve news then? Well, there's, the only other thing that I noticed that was something they must have patched before they did this UI patching, which I didn't see anything particularly different of, was like they very slightly made planet scanning faster, <laughs> woo. which is like woo. Now I'm instead taking, of like taking a leaf out of the Mass Effect book, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, sort of. It's like now you double click on the scan on the extractor to do a scan, and it takes only like one second for the menu to open instead of three. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, woo, time saving. Also, the icons, like, like, turn yellow when they have orders that are waiting but not submitted, so it makes it easier to tell which ones you've already checked, which is sort of useful as well. But the, supposedly in this, in the, in the stupid invasion, no, wait, incursion patch thing that's coming up with all the NPCs and shit, they're supposed to be doing some stuff on the planetary side of things as well, where, like, the extractors will get new systems to make them slightly less so slightly less well no slightly more you know sort of analog in their like extraction rates so instead of only having four options we might have like a slider <laughs> which would be sort of useful possibly as a train this, this does sound quite esoteric to be honest like I've no idea what you're talking about really <laughs> I know yeah, vaguely I but I was on the point of zoning out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, it's not complicated. No, but we just uh, yeah. So, uh, no one cares. That's it. <laughs> Beat me too. No. no, it's cool. Uh, so you been playing anything else? Well, yes. I mean, apart from Rob sort of already mentioned it, but like the psycho pinball thing where I oh yeah, that was basically because I was fucking around with seeing if I could get various things. Old old games that I found that I still had on like Stone Hard that's working in DOSBox now, so I got several various things working, mainly pinball mm. things. <laughs> yeah, like Psycho Pinball and Pinball Illusions. Pinball Illusions and Pinball Dreams. What was that? I don't remember those. 
Digital Illusions were uh, a company back in the Amiga days that um, uh, essentially they only made pinball games, but they made three fairly famous at the time pinball games. So it was Pinball Dreams, Pinball Fantasies, and Pinball Illusions. Pimple. Uh, <laughs> pimple Illusions, <laughs> yeah. Don't want those kinds. <laughs> yeah, so they, they were quite famous for that, and they were basically top of their game at the time. And, uh, yeah, and then disappeared. Uh, presumably because they released Pimple Illusions on PC, and at the time we didn't have a PC that could run it, nor did we ever seem to have a PC that could run it until DOSBox came along. <laughs> yeah, it's like they missed the window of having the correct hardware combined with DOS. You had to wait until you had emulated DOS on extreme hardware to be able to run it again, and it's like, woo. Apart from, as we discovered with, like, Pimble Dreams, the PC version of it is slightly different to the Amiga one that we knew and was yeah, so much more hilarious. Cool. <laughs> it's, not as, it's not as cool. There are bits missing. No. Okay. Or they changed the graphics and certain sound effects are missing, and it's, but it's that's, generally... That's... The, the Amiga version is better. That's generally what I found with a couple of other things. Like, I also got, like, a, a DOS version of The Incredible Machine. And it was like, ah, oh, this is not how I remember it. It's slightly worse. Also, maybe oh. some of the files are missing on that one. Because there only seems to be, like, half the music or something. So some levels you just don't get any sound. Like, what? Man, they should put that game on iPhone. They make a fortune. Man, yeah, The Incredible Machine or, you know, a decent... We talked about this before, didn't we? A remake of the... Or a decent version of The Incredible Machine. Or maybe a yeah. reboot. Would be is 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 probably in order because it yeah, appeals to casual game, doesn't it? Yeah, it totally does. It'd be sweet with the light like, mice and the cheese and the fans and <laughs> so dudes cool. and the crocodiles. Yeah, yeah, oh, be crazy. genius. And then I also got working on. <laughs> I also have a version of DOSBox that has Windows three point one installed, so I can run shit on Windows three point one. <laughs> so what do you need that for? Well, the reason I had that was someone who was using it to run. Drago, that's Drago's oh, right. place. But, in, but you have in a way like... of doing that anyway. Because oh, I ran that, you could run that normally on like XP if you fiddled around with it a bit and installed some weird like extra files and stuff. But it didn't, it didn't have all the full options, like it didn't have the way the map changes with the seasons. I mean, it's only a graphical thing, it doesn't actually affect the game. But so anyway, this DOS box free Windows three point one lets you have the proper graphics, so that you can have the background change of the seasons and stuff. Oh, cool! Which is pointless, but cool that it works properly. So I had that from there, and then on on that Windows three point one install, I also managed to get working like Outpost for Weird and Confusion and um, Chips Challenge. Chips <laughs> Challenge. Like, Chips Challenge. Lol. Isn't that an Atari game? Then, no, it used to be an old um, Windows, Windows 3 game. game. Thing. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, I was getting confused. Oh, because I had the Windows Arcade Pack, and then that was in the, the Arcade Pack 2, wasn't it? Microsoft Arcade. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, yes. Because no, I, I had that. one of them. Because it had uh, Arcade, the first one, had uh, Asteroids and, and Centipede and stuff, but they'd been converted from the original Arcade vector graphics into... Really well done into a you know pixelized. Was, yeah, they were they graphics. were exact copies, weren't they? they were... Yeah, they were pretty much spot on. I mean, that asteroid was really good. In fact, that that game inspired me to make that um, dodge concept thing. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can still yeah. play online right now because it's actually hosted by the VCade. So if you go on there, you can, you can still Ooh, play the VCade. Yeah, for some reason, which is completely different now. Anyway, uh, but um, <coughs> Chips, Chips Challenge was in the second pack of those. Uh, yes. Yeah. And while I was also rummaging around in various abandoned ware sites, I discovered that the the actual guy who originally programmed Ski Free has updated it to run on 32-bit systems. Oh. So you don't even have to run that in DOSBox or anything. You just have Ski Free on your desktop as a single EXE file. <laughs> I heard there was a way to escape the thing, the, 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 the thing but I can't remember uh, I think how. you just have to get really fast or something. That's or it. diagonally. It's like one of those things where you travel slightly faster at certain angles or something. Yeah, there was some trick to it. I can't remember what it was. What's it? It's a Bigfoot thing. Yeti. Yeah, Sasquatch. Yeti, that's yeah. it. Sasquatch, yeah. Yeah. Ah, so, free. Yeah. I now have... It's like, wow, that was really weird that some random dude would <laughs> update his ancient, ancient game. Well, he, he it, like, it worked for Microsoft or something, didn't he? Or someone. Yeah. He worked in some boring job, and then he made it. Like, Yeah, yeah he, he made, made Free just casually like in his off time and then someone saw him playing it it was like we're gonna steal that and put that out as a microsoft game pack game or whatever <laughs> it's freaking awesome <laughs> i don't like ski free <laughs> that was always a classic we should make a version for connect <laughs> <laughs> where you got attacked by like a massive horrifying yeti at the end your avatar just gets devoured that'd be so cool <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And then, yeah, and then the, the, the trick to the game was to try and move your body in new and interesting ways to make the the yeti sort of fall over or something. You can make a dramatic game about ski free. Yeah, it's well, one of those it's... things that perhaps should have been in Next Adventures, like a skiing game. Skiing would make sense for Connect, I think. Not that. Well, I don't know. Um, the body movements are a little connect. weird, aren't they? Because they've already proved with free riders that snowboarding might be a little odd. Well, the thing with skiing is it can tell the depth. So when you moved your hands forward to do the pushing thing, it would be able to tell. That's true. You could you could do the push action. Yeah, for example. Um, I don't know but about yeah, the move. You, you, the leaning might be a bit odd. <laughs> That's true. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, still, have you seen someone some do it? The, some of the crazy stuff people are doing with Connect already, because it got like broken into within about two hours of launch. Yeah, it was it? two or three hours. It's uh, <laughs> really hacked for Linux. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, it's so, not really a hack. It's just someone managed to write a decent device driver. Yeah, um, I'm, cool. I'm hearing positive things from friends in the continent who have one, and they're coming back saying, "Yeah, generally, actually, it's pretty good." So <laughs> this is the first mean? sort of actual direct hands-on experience comment I've uh, I've heard. Well, I think it looks really cool, but it doesn't look like anything I'd want to play. It's the same as the Wii. Yeah, at the, at the moment, <laughs> it's the same, and it's the same with the Move at the moment. The tech. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the move is actually the best. I think the move is the best kind of motion control tech for fidelity. It's, it's the, the one most been, accurate. Yeah, it's the one I'd be most interested in actually playing a proper game with. But it's not the most fun, is it? Because Connect looks. No, I think if they can get the Connect right, in the sense that if I mean I know EA has done a fitness game for it, but I don't think that's done particularly well for itself, or is getting. I don't think it's getting particularly positive reviews. Um, you know, if someone can get the fitness thing right, then they've immediately toppled Nintendo's um, Wii Fit. I think Connect is definitely better for fitness games. It will prove absolutely. to be. I'm absolutely, absolutely. certain. Because there's only but so much Wii you Fit... can do with that balance board. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's like Wii Fit was 
barely a fitness game. <laughs> it's not really know. the same market. It's, it's, it's a, like it's, it's all it's all yoga and uh, well, like stretches my, and stuff. And it's, it's, it's like my parents have that the EA whatever it was EA Active or something on the Wii. Yeah, that had that EA weird active, yeah. like what's you call it? It's just like um, it's basically a big long strip of rubber that acts yeah. like you know. The, 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 the spring-loaded <laughs> path for the action. The garrot wire. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, they have that, and it's like, that's clearly a fitness game. It actually sort of works. And it, and it you know, from what I saw when I was just observing, because obviously I didn't bother. It's like, fuck fitness. <laughs> but it's just like, <laughs> that looked like, you know, that looked like an actual sort of program that could work. I mean, it worked for my parents, apparently. <laughs> hmm. My mum managed to keep up with the the schedule for like an entire month. Well, wow. the good thing I've heard about um, the good the good thing I've heard about uh, about Connect is that you do feel tired after playing the games, and that they they are tiring. They are active. They are you know the Wii was heralded as a hooray. No longer you have to sit in your armchair doing stuff, and it actually turned into. Hooray! We're sitting in our armchairs doing the same yeah. thing we've already done. But that's um, okay but by me. Yeah, yeah I mean, Connect actually. When I play Zelda, to... I don't want to be worn out, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Connect actually stands to be uh, the opportunity of properly active gaming. In 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 my eyes, it seems like the know, thing is, if, if you if... want to play a proper game, you've got a 360 right there and a gamepad. You could just sit down and play Assassin's Creed if you want to, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and then you could get up and play some Connect, you know. Absolutely. Uh, that's good. I think the, the, it definitely looks like if you played enough Dance Central, you would get pretty fit because that late game looks really active and really hard. <laughs> yeah, but the, that's the trouble with like the whole idea of active games is like the more like the the larger the movement, the less sort of you know accurate because it's like they're trying to make this like super high tech sensitive where it's like oh it can track your movements or whatever but it can still only really track quite large movements to any significant it's not like it's detecting your fingers so you could like just play a controller no, game without a controller no but it can actually detect like i saw a, a demo uh someone had used that open source driver to turn it into like a puppet Thing. So what yeah, they did was, no, you know, that. the shadow puppet thing. But you know, she would actually do like a shadow puppet on the wall and open her thumb from her fingers to do an opening motion, and the Kinect could actually tell that she was opening the mouth. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that, might, that, that might be something because that you know that that, that might be a uh, an interesting scenario because they may be closer to the camera. Is, yeah, is what I think about that. I'm I don't think it has. The, I don't think it has the. Yeah, I don't think it has the f- fidelity for the skeletal recognition at the distance they need to see the whole body. But at that kind of distance, you could program it to do anything. You know, if you really want it to see hand gestures, you could mount it on top of your computer monitor, for instance, and get really detailed hand I suppose stuff but it's right like, in front of you. Would would you be tempted to like actually do that for a Kinect game on the 360? Like, if you wanted to have... Like not not like a non-standing up connect game where it's like only registering your hand motions. It's like move your connect camera closer to you now or something. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna work, is it? That's not gonna work. No. I mean, I have to say the whole living room thing. I mean, I don't, I couldn't have it, and I'm, I don't think Rob that your living room is suitable. Even if you could make that coffee table disappear, I don't think you've got quite enough room. No, no, it's no, no, no. It'll be, it'll be fine for actually because I can move the seat. I can move my couch back an extra yeah, like, you, you meter. Need to do that, and, uh, I can move it. And I can get rid of the, feet. 
Yeah. Which is which is a long way. Yeah. Right? No, my my room would be fine for it. Probably be alright. Yeah. Actually, the main problem would be the fact that I have the telly more in the corner of the room, so I'd actually have to point it more into the middle. I don't have a particularly centrally organised living room, do I? So it's, That's true, I suppose. That would be more of a problem. I guess. Yes, I guess if you want maximum length, you could go diagonally across the room. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's my living room, people. Yes, but uh, it's a, it's an issue, though. <laughs> it is an issue. Even, I think they make... like spare room is not big enough to then again, a the move, room. No, but then again, the move has the same issue. You have to um, stand about my couch length away in order oh, to get... that's the camera, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, so mo- place, no, PlayStation Move does have the same issue, but probably not quite so much space as Connect. but you still need to be a reasonable distance from the camera. Right. Then again, it doesn't need to see your whole body generally. It just needs to see the range in which the controller moves. So it's a little bit shorter. So, uh, Zeg, is that the extent of your gaming? A bit of DOSBox action and some eving? Not uh, quite, because I also reinstalled Startopia. After oh, really? Because that's uh, what I do, apparently. Everyone, everyone <laughs> who has played it, Startopia like should play that. Like, if you like Theme Hospital, then play Startopia. <laughs> Can you buy it anyway? Is it on Steam or something? No, well, no. not on Steam, but I don't know if you can buy it anywhere. Maybe you can. I don't know where Probably you'd not, find though. it, listeners, but no. definitely, if you can, if you play Startopia, do, because it's awesome. Is it not, Zach? Yes, it is pretty awesome. And it is one of my favourite games of that type, theme hospital aside. <laughs> it still works surprisingly well under Windows 7, although not actually very well. I mean, it worked better on XP, definitely. Mainly, basically, the problem is, it's like I installed it, and it ran, it ran fine as far as I could tell. But then, if you install the almost, almost critical patch, where it's like if you don't install this, you know, it's the, it's basically the only official patch, and it fixes like quite a few important bugs in like you know the actual game where it's like people getting stuck or whatever. As soon as you install that, it still works. Apart from for some reason, I have, I can't have it. Hardware rendered. I have to have it software rendered, <laughs> oh, <that's a> <laughs> which I guess isn't actually working very much. No, that is no, a bit not problem. really. But of course, um, just just to update being... you, it just update you. It is still currently available from Game and GameStation for a fiver, and you can download it for a tenner from the IDOS online store. <laughs> oh, okay, that's not so bad. But yeah, so it's like it doesn't it doesn't work very well. I mean, because you know, computers being is ridiculously powerful compared to when this was made, software rendering doesn't seem to have any problems. <laughs> it runs pretty damn well, apart from if you yeah. like turn the if you turn the camera around to look like down the length of the station, so you're seeing like your entire population, then it kind of gets laggy. But if you're just in like the normal semi top down camera angle that it automatically puts you at, that sort of it runs fine. So but just to let discovered... everyone know, though, I mean, it's it's like Theme Hospital, but for a space station, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's it's more like Theme Park than Theme Hospital. Right. Well, yeah, you get you get more yeah, control of your building, and there's a there's more of an ecosystem to maintain. Well, but it's more like Theme Hospital, where you drag the rooms out to size rather than Theme Park. Yeah, but that's they... a control thing rather than a <laughs> game design thing. It's it's more like a combination of them. But your think... patients slash uh, park customers are like yeah. different alien races that want to use the 
kind of amenities of your space station for intergalactic yeah. travel purposes. Or just trade and that kind of shit. Yeah. Yes. So you just build rooms and stuff and like, you know, specific ra- alien races have different jobs that you could hire them for. Like, oh, you, you know, could name them, couldn't you? Yeah, you could, you could name people. individual blokes and then find them You could them edit later. the any file, couldn't you, that had all the, <laughs> all the names it picked randomly, so you could just change and have a whole list of... Couldn't you? You could change yeah. the bits of names, so it would generate oh, weird new that's names. Right. So you could set, like, a start, middle, and end bit of the name, and it would splice them together. Because wasn't it the original black and white that went through your Outlook it contacts and, like, put all the names of your friends in as random villagers or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that's allowed <laughs> yeah. these days. No, I know. It did do something like that, though, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. Unless, unless, unless you like, uh, gave it a username option. and password to some service like Facebook or something, you'd never be able to get away with that these days. Oh dear, Facebook connecting games. That is That has actually happened already, hasn't it? Well, oh the PlayStation already has Facebook support. Oh, God. In the sense that, you, that, uh, PS, uh, that games that support it will publish on Facebook when you get certain achievements or do certain things. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so how's your old, old pal Arona? <laughs> He's exactly the same as always. <laughs> but yeah, so he anyway. He is your old pal now, isn't he? <laughs> well, yeah. It's years. So, as I was saying, it's like after I, it's like I installed Startopia, it seemed to run okay. I think even I think a, like unpatched it was running on hardware. Then I installed the important patch and it would only run on software, <laughs> which kind of sucked. And then there's this third patch that was basically made well after the the studio had been dissolved by like one one of the developer guys. He basically made it as a sort of a tech demo because he wanted to like show off how he could program shadows or something in this engine. Okay. So he made this like advanced patch, which improved the shadowing and various other lighting effects and stuff. That doesn't work at all in Windows 7 for some reason, which kind of sucks. So it's like, obviously this runs better on XP, which is kind of poop. But I, I also managed to find like all the other little bits and pieces that I had, because for some reason, like the Startopia post still exists, which is this website where you can get like skins and mods and extra levels and stuff. Still exists after all this time, <laughs> mainly because it's host, it's part, like it's it's a sub part of File Planet or whatever, a sub site, you know, like how they did everything Planet or whatever. Zach, if you're going to be doing this, why don't you just dual boot into XP? I mean, that was my original plan, but I never got round to getting a working copy of XP. I I have a disc with like Service Pack Two, but I think you. Need to have need to three, to three now, it yeah. fucks up with, like, and apparently I, I I read up on this like when I first got the computer, but it's, it's like they were saying you're going to have problems unless you install XP first and then install seven because it doesn't like doing it the other way around. You have to like hack, oh. you have to hack it by like editing weird files to make it realize that XP exists as a dual boot option, which is it's kind of hilarious weird. that you. That you I know. I'd investigate that computer. further. That that sounds mental. That it can. The 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 yeah. Anyway, I I, I find that hard to believe. That last bit. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, they said like <laughs> the the like the simplified. The, it's like I went on this Windows Seven forum or whatever to read up about it. And it's like they boiled down the instructions to where it's like 
okay, now you install XP, then you reboot the system, then you repair this file twice, and it was like incredibly specifically. It's like if you it do bold, repair yeah. thing once, it doesn't work. You have to repair it twice. It's like okay, that just sounds incredibly weird. <laughs> but apparently, this was the like the way they'd worked out. The I mean, I'll get around to trying it eventually, probably. I still haven't got around to like reformatting my external hard disk so I can put all the stuff that I took off it that I put onto my actual hard disk back onto it again. Because that's sort of I what I'm really like doing. Because I'm, <laughs> it's like I've got stuff on my computer that's taking up the space where XP should go, really. <laughs> but that shouldn't be there. It should be on my external drive. Details. The only reason I wanted to format the external drive is because for some reason when I got the external drive it was formatted in FAT32 instead of NTFC. It's like, why? Uh, of course, I didn't notice that until I'd already put a shit ton of stuff on it. A lot of external stuff does that, though. Does Windows 7 you still use NTFS or is there a new one? No, it's still based on NTFS. Okay. Yeah, because they... Because they, OSX uses sort of, a different they want to, file system. They, weren't they planning to change yeah. it to, like, that weird new FAT? thing, FAT32X or whatever it's like it's called. There's a new one, isn't there? There's been several, to be honest, because the PlayStation has its own variant of FAT. The, uh, um, I can't remember what the, the Mac system is, but it's I know it uses something called inodes in which to organise itself. Uh, yeah, it's all, there's all kinds of... I'll be sure, like, if a new format comes out and it does well for itself, Windows will just patch it in like they have done in the past. Yeah, it doesn't really affect much once it's... No. No. Anyway. At the moment, it makes no difference. <laughs> no. Other than the fact that FAT32 has a size limitation, but... Yeah, it's it's still quite... it's still not bad. It's better than Fat Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Fat File Allocation Table. What a brilliant acronym! <laughs> it's Fat. What's NTFS? NT file. NT system. file system. Yeah. And NT was Windows <laughs> NT, <laughs> which is like stood yeah. for Network, didn't it, or something? Something like for Net Terminal or something. Oh, was it? Yeah, Terminal. That was. I don't know. Network Maybe Terminal. Anyway, gaming. <laughs> I think it's amazing that you have this awesome new PC and you're just how can I play these DOS games? <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole reason I wanted to have a dual boot XP because it was like, oh man, nothing will work any longer. You might as well dual boot like Windows 98 or something so you can actually use DOS. <laughs> I probably would if I had a, you know, copy of Windows 98 to install from or something. I think DOS box is probably almost certainly your best option. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was considering. It's like, well, if Windows three point one works in DOSBox, what? How much further can I go? Can I like <laughs> <laughs> install Windows ninety five into DOSBox? <laughs> probably could. Don't see why not. Somebody's probably tried. Mm, anyway, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. It's somewhat ridiculous. It would just be so much easier if you know you just had a virtual machine or whatever. But of course, you can't do that very easily. You can get that, but not legitimately. <laughs> yes, I was about to say. Not that we... Uh... <laughs> Which way round was it? <laughs> oh, we, uh, not, not that we condone piracy, but you we don't could condone get hold of it. You could... Yes, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's right. I, I got that right. Woo! Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get hold of um, virtual machines for VMware and things like that with Windows already loaded on, but I don't recommend you do so. We don't okay. condone piracy, but we do condemn pirates. <laughs> condemn! <Arr. laughs> 
Well, I'm not sure I really condemn pirates as a concept. No, that's true. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, that's all the games, I guess. I guess that, oh, I... Yeah. Apart from, obviously, Team Fortress, but we never need to talk about that. It's not like, you can assume that I've been playing that every week. <laughs> but you've been playing a... a you oh, been well, you did have some games. Yeah. yeah. Although the last week or so, I've been doing so badly. Really? That, that was, that's my main news about Team Fortress 2 this week. It's like, I've been playing real shit for some reason. Like it's... it's because Rob was in America, <laughs> that's obviously... Yeah, I'm as soon as Rob now. is not in, in the vicinity. <laughs> Well, he has some kind of aura that projects as far as need a market and like oh, yeah, I think I just make him look good. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not even there to make. I make you both look good. <laughs> oh man, come back! Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and get come a new back. PC at the start of next year, or at least one that because I want to be able to play uh, Portal 2 and Deus Ex 3. Oh, I saw that so. on Steam that Portal 2's release date is now like April. Yeah, April. it's April now. Yeah, yeah. it's not that. <laughs> it's not actually. In terms of delays, it's only like a month or something, isn't it? Two months. Because so, yeah. it was oh, like it September, February. Oh, right, okay. It didn't even slip to March. It jumped straight to April, and it was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I saw this. In the uh, whole grand scheme of things, that's not bad for them. I saw this horrible theory on, I think it was on 4chan, of, the, of um, uh, why Valve Time exists. And it was <laughs> a really elaborate joke, which was saying that, like, because Gabe Newell is so massive. Uh, he that, has a he has a gravity well, which causes time dilation in the vicinity. So um, when the developers come away to E3 or something, and then they promise the the, the, the release date, they're they're being genuine. But then when they go back, they, the time slows down for them because they're in proximity of Gabe Newell. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! No, if time slows down for them, doesn't that mean that they can relative get to more us. done in the time? No, it's the other way around. Uh, they, it seems so time to pass speeds normally up for them relative to us. Yeah, we look at them and they seem to be moving slower than us because they're yeah. near a black hole, which is Gabriel's vast bulk. So, <laughs> and because there's a thing on Reddit, which is every time that you make a, a fat joke about Gabe Newell, that they delay Half-Life 2 Episode 3 by another month. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's like... But it just like encourages people. It's really bad. <laughs> anyway... Yeah. Gabe Newell War. Can't believe that. That was like, this is the only game that's going to be coming out in like, well, it's like there's not even anything coming out for Christmas, really. <laughs> it was like, Why? oh, no, February's I, not too long after Christmas. I'll tell you what, I've covered most of my Christmas list already. I'm struggling to think of something that's. I've got one now. I, I It's come almost out of the blue, but I played a lot of Assassin's Creed 2, and I was expecting, and I really liked it, and I was expecting oh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood to be this weird multiplayer-focused thing with, like, a bit of an expansion pack tacked on kind of a bit more Assassin's Creed 2. Turns mm. out, from the reviews, it's like a whole bunch more Assassin's Creed 2, like a whole story, but even better. So yeah. it's I like almost can't avoid that now. It's like Assassin's Creed 2 DLC, except it's like as long as a whole game. As long as a whole game, game. and <laughs> awesome, yeah. I mean, just the stuff I've seen of the... Um, because it has this kind of management thing in it. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but you recruit assassins, and then it has a whole, like... Um, system in the menus where you can like uh send them off to do contracts in other cities in europe and you manage them and change their 
clothes and stuff or whatever. It's like a assassin manager or whatever. But at any point in the main game, if the guys aren't away on assignment and they're there in Rome, you can press the left bumper and they'll just appear and start murdering dudes like out of the sky or just out of a random <laughs> haystack. They'll just appear and start. And they really hold the, their own. Have you seen the uh, um, uh, the adverts for the the way of the warrior or something? No. Or the Warrior's Way. There's a film called The Warrior's Way. Um, no, <laughs> it's basically like um, a a, a, um, a Japanese like super ninja dude gets like he, he basically says, "I don't want to do that order. That's 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 kind of harsh." Uh, runs away and gets chased basically back to where he runs to uh, do the thing. Except for the fact he runs to the Wild West. And the trailer features just the great quote of just this dude just looking up at the sky as these ninjas land on all the rooftops. And it's just, ninjas, damn. Damn. (laughs) I saw a trailer for a film which was Cowboys vs. Aliens, (laughs) which sounds ridiculous, but it had the most insane cast. It had, like, I can't remember who was in it, but it was, like, like Harrison Ford or something like that, or something crazy like that. It was, like, really big stars. It was, like the hell oh no it had daniel craig uh, <laughs> that's right and it was like cowboys versus aliens it's really weird so that would be so well, speaking of verses um uh, uh, uh one thing to look forward to hopefully will be the scott program versus the world blu-ray yeah i still don't like but that there's been no there you go <laughs> what i'm not a huge fan of that film i didn't think it was what? amazing yeah. you know the target <laughs> demographic I know, even so, even so, I wasn't a big fan. I thought, um, we just sort of talked about this before, didn't didn't we? Uh, yeah. But I wasn't, like, super amazed by it. I mean, I liked it, but uh, it's been it's a lot more better films cool. this year. I mean, I love, have you seen The Social Network yet? Oh, my God. Yeah, amazing. I did watch that. That was, that was actually pretty good. I didn't, I, I'm not sure I'm in your category and thinking, oh, my gosh, it's like the best film ever. Yeah, it's perhaps not. not. It's, it's not just... the best film ever, but I really <laughs> but like no, it. No, it's, it's, it's an interesting tale. I'll put it that way. It's not a bad film, but it's not something you'd put in your top whatever collection. It's, you know, it's a watch it once, get intrigued, find out the history, and then it's sort of not really worth a, a rewatch kind of yeah. thing. It's more of an intrigue factor than a sort of actual decent story kind of thing. I think we have quite sometimes well quite similar taste in games, but I think we, do, we divert quite heavily when it comes to films <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but that's I'm, okay. I'm, I can cool. be quite mindless when it comes to films. Don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, my, my, gaming own, tastes, yeah. my, my gaming tastes can be fairly highbrow and, and fairly lowbrow, whereas my movie tastes are normally relatively lowbrow. Because you really like 300 and I don't. 300 amazing. Whereas I really like... Because... <laughs> The same director did um, Watchmen, didn't he? I don't know. What was the uh, other one? Was it the same one? Uh, I think yeah. he did... It's not the Sin City dude, is it? It's it's difficult. It's complicated because um, Sin because City Frank, was, was Frank, was, was Frank films, Miller and so was 300. But that's the source material, whereas the director is different between Sin City and 300. But it's the oh, same between okay. 300 and Watchmen. So okay, Zach yeah. Schneider, and I, and I, and I liked, Yeah, and Watchmen yeah. was awesome as well. Yeah, I liked Watchmen. Uh uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of one that I like and you don't. I don't know. I suppose the social network is close enough. But yeah, I, I mean, think I would. Don't get me wrong. We're both mad about Fifth Element, aren't we? Because that's amazing. Yeah, we like that. Although that is quite weird and French and and it's strange. <laughs> it's still awesome though. I like the Fifth Element. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's probably crazy. No, that's, it's very that's it's it. very nineties now though. When you look back at it, it's like yeah, this is actually dated now. <laughs> 
Oh, it is quite dated. But, but I mean, at the time, the kind of New York cityscape stuff, like, it, it was really... Well, it that's still, still impressive. Yeah, yeah, it still looks pretty good. So, it's just sort of quite... Not... I like how it's it's a bit French, isn't it? Because it's directed by Luc Besson, and all the all yeah. the uh, costumes are by Jean-Paul Gaultier, and it's all, <laughs> it's all a bit weird. There's only one bit of yeah. Fifth Element that I always never liked, and that was Blue Opera Girl's outfit. Because it had like oh, the outfit. Wrink- because it had like wrinkles in her skin that just looked like plastic, and it's like mm, that's yeah. you know like a weird headpiece or something. Had like um, um, <laughs> where where it, where it curved, sort Bends. of crinkled, and it's like yeah. I'm not entirely sure. You know, if I was the costume designer, I'm not sure my skin would crinkle. Maybe so, it does, but you know, it just looked a bit weird. I never. That was the only. Oh, and when you reached into her chest to get the stones out, that just looked so wrong. Like it looked wrong, like yeah. Some, yeah, it looked it like someone really had just carved open a bit of plastic. <laughs> it did, yeah. But for, as far as films this year, yeah, you really like Scott Pilgrim, and I really like Inception. Network, but I, th- I think we both agree on Inception. Yeah, yeah. Inception, is, Inception is the best film of the year. That's where our, our tastes converge. I, I would, <laughs> I, I would, I would put um, <laughs> Social Network above Inception, but that's just me. Uh, I think we're going to have to talk next time <laughs> about uh, about. We're going to have to talk, well, sometime soon about our game of the year. Happy salad game of the year. We're going to have to have oh a podcast gosh, for yeah. that. That's exciting. That I think we'll it's actually gonna ha- do it at the end of the year, unlike other things, which seem to assume their game of the year, yeah. like in June. Well, I'm just looking at, like, I've just been looking at Steam's releases so I can see what, you know, various dates were. It's like, you've got a few more things coming out in November, sort of. <laughs> And then there's only two games that come out in December, as in like the Christmas sort of period, and they're both. Well, no, because they have games. to be out. They have to be out now in order for people to buy them as presents. Because now is well, the time that it's the, the very start of December. It's just like first and yeah. seventh. It's like oh, seventh yeah. December, bejeweled free. What? Should, <laughs> Where yeah, are the games? It's in the price tag for it as well. It's really quite hefty. Yeah, it's like fifteen quid. For. For a popcat game, and well, no, actually, for bejeweled, that's more, <laughs> yeah. that's more than anyone should ever pay. Unless, yeah, like, I don't know, I bejeweled agree, three yeah. has got like hidden diamonds in it. But now on the plus side, diamond gameplay. It's no. like now that Portal Two has been bumped to April, I guess that leaves February for Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Assuming that. I saw, have you fun, seen the latest like, like footage of that, uh, Zach? Yeah, I Check saw the little good. teaser trailer thing. Have you seen the one where he goes <laughs> in, he lifts like the making, box, and then he gets quite a big deal of all that. Then. Yeah, that, that was great. It was a, it, that was a bit of old. That, I think that old days. Do you reckon that was like a deliberate reference, like throwback? Where it's like probably look yeah. at this incredibly weird-looking crate that randomly happens to be sitting around. Upgrade your strength to pick it up. Well, apparently they spent, which is really encouraging. Apparently, like everyone on the development team were like told to like just play the original game loads and loads just while they were developing it, which I like. Sweet. I like that idea. Just that video it. seems to make a huge deal of like their ridiculous night vision thing, which didn't look very helpful actually, because it's yeah. one of those. It looked like it was like non-depth. Where it's like you can't tell how far away things are when you're looking for your night vision thing or X-ray I, vision, I, was, I guess. I wasn't sure about the computers. In, I mean, the interface when they opened looked kind of cool, but they looked a bit weird when you kind of looked at them. And then, do, do you know? Yeah, what I mean? where it's just like it just looks like a random sort of picture hovering in the Brown air. Brown picture thing. And then yeah. you press it, and it's like well, <laughs> it turns into a screen somehow. Yeah, it was kind of mysterious. Time, by the way. Uh, we're we're all right. Uh, yeah, we've got. Uh, 
25 minutes. Oh, really? Jeez. Uh, yeah, I've got... I've got oh, God! About... <laughs> <laughs> what? No, 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 just... I haven't talked about what I've been playing apart from... Um, Apart from Modern Call of Warfare. Duty, Modern Warfare, I played through that and I finished uh, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, mm. I really like that, uh, uh, but um, it did have, and um, the last mission, it does have an example of one of those. Um, it tells you what to do, but it's not quite right in what it's telling you to do. Ugh, you know, like we were saying earlier, that Call of Duty does sometimes. Yeah, d- dramatic you know finale time. Yeah, it's on the dramatic finale, and it says, "Fly!" You get an. It's really dramatic. You jump in a, a motorbike off a ramp and then clamber onto a helicopter, <laughs> of course, almost in Call of Duty style. Uh, and um, and then it says, "Fly low to avoid the RPGs." And in fact, you should fly as high as possible because if you fly low, you get blown up pretty much. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my top tip for that. Um, if you fly high on the last bit, and then you won't get blown up and have to do the whole second half of the, at least that mission does have a checkpoint which is unusual in Grand Theft Auto 4 uh, yeah so I went through and did that um, well I chose the same deal or revenge I chose the same thing as last time so revenge <laughs> I think I think it, it, it changes who dies at the end uh, so um, I think I'll stick with my original choice rather than seeing both endings but uh, I'm sure they're not too different yeah and then I uh, installed Lost and Damned so I've been playing that. Mm. And it's pretty good. I like the characters in Lost and Damned. The guy you play is... I mean, because he's, no, he's got no reason to be a nice guy, really, unlike Nico. He's like he's already a bastard when you meet him, really. You know, he's a, he's a mm. motorcycle gang member, and he's like, oh, fuck everyone, basically, which is kind of cool. But he has an interesting dynamic with the, uh, the leader guy, uh, Billy, because uh, you play Johnny, and uh, Johnny, Billy, yeah, and Billy Bob, and Billy, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of cool. They're kind of cool characters. Steve, and they, they have this horrible way of talking. Like the Billy refers to like um, women or whatever as whole. So <laughs> like, I need me some hole and stuff like that. It's really horrible. <laughs> Every uh, hole's a goal. Yeah, oh, it's it's horrible. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting because Grand Theft Auto. It has right in the name steal cars, and in in the Grand Theft Auto Four, you have to steal cars occasionally when you get stranded. You know, you need to steal a car off someone, and there's no real reason for Nico to do that. I mean, if you think if you're really a gangster, the last thing you're going to do is steal a car because that's how they get you, isn't it? The police, yeah. they get you on the small things. So you're really careful not to steal a car if you're a gangster who's wanted for multi- mass murder. You know, besides, uh, you, should, you should have an epic uh, an epic crew of taxis you can call on. Exactly. Well, you do, I suppose. Uh, yeah. You do have the Bellic taxis, but even so, yeah. But uh, obviously, in Red Dead Redemption, you just press up on the D-pad, and your horse is right there. So you never have to steal a horse, even though you can. You never have to. But in uh, Lost and Damned, it's interesting because your bike is almost always there, and if it isn't, you can call someone and bring a bike to you. So um, there's no need to steal cars or bikes. There's no need to steal anything really. In terms, of it. so uh, they've almost. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto is a lie. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto minus the Grand Theft Auto. And it's cool because the um, bikes... <laughs> Introducing... <handle>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, introducing Blank Space, The Lost and Damned. But, uh, 
Uh, the bikes handle really nicely in uh, in Lost and Downs. They've upgraded the handling or whatever, and there's a bunch of them. But you you get one as kind of a default, which is Johnny's bike, which kind of appears outside the clubhouse and at the end of mission. So you almost never get stranded without a vehicle. Because I thought long and hard about that now. About what? Johnny's bike. No, it's called a Hexa. It's a Hexa. It's the kind of bike. That's that's better. Yeah. not even sure if it's actually the coolest. There's a whole bunch of new bikes like the Zombie and the the Reaver and all kinds of crazy bikes you can you can because uh, you, you can call up. Also, you don't need to go around buying ammo either because you can just call one of the blokes in your uh, motorcycle gang and say, "I need a micro SMG," and he's like, "Sure, I'll leave one at the clubhouse for you." So you can just go and get that. So you don't hmm. even have to worry about stealing bike uh, stealing bikes or money or, or sorry. Ammo. Weaponry. And there's a whole bunch of new uh, guns as well. There's like a new grenade launcher thing, and it's got all the, uh, you know, uh, checkpoint stuff in the in the missions. So if you Woo-hoo. die, you just start back from there. So that's nice. So yeah, it's a nice little story. I like it. And it's got races as well, which are fun because they're bike races. And it's really funny because when you do your first one, it explains that you can use a bat to hit people by pressing X to hit left and 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 B to hit right. And he says, and Johnny goes. Right, let's give these fuckers some road rash. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. Uh, casual point. Yes. Yeah, and they're quite fun. And then it's got a sort of gang war thing, which is probably the the best they've done of those, but oh, they're no. not that great. <laughs> it's not like a San Andreas where you have to take over territory. Instead, you kind of meet your gang of motorcycles, and and then you drive off to the enemy lot, and then they kind of, when you come across them, they kind of stop, and you enter, like, a pitched battle on the street, really. Which is okay, but uh, I've only done it's one It's like or a two. regular battle, only it's yeah. on the street, and far well, the more dangerous. The second one, they were you in cars. Because anyway, the first time I played Lost and Damned, I got stuck on this mission, where you had to throw pipe bombs against these vans, and so you had to throw them onto the road, and the van was supposed to run over it and blow up, but it was really hard to time, and if you held the button too long, you'd just blow yourself up. And there were three vans you had to do, and it was a real pain. It's called Hit the Pipe, the mission. But uh, this time around, I discovered the way to do it is to just shoot the vans until the driver is dead, and then the van will just stop. (laughs) And And then you can just put the pipe bomb underneath and drive off. That's much easier. So if you're stuck on that mission, listeners... That's my top tip. Just keep shooting. Because you can actually shoot the driver if you keep shooting long enough. You can hit the driver through the back window of the van all the way through the van and to him. So you can go in front of him and shoot. But yeah, because there are people, there are passengers shooting at you from the side. So you kill them. But if you manage to kill the driver, then the van will stop. And then you can, yeah, so. Yeah, it's cool. It's full of top tips today. Yeah, top tips. (laughs) Uh, What else? I played through... um, What's the level in space on uh, Halo Reach on Legendary? Uh, uh, Long yeah, Night no. of Solace. Yeah, I think it's called. Yeah, Legendary. Uh, I haven't finished that level yet on Legendary, but the start. Well, one the, the bit when you first enter the Covenant cruiser. Yeah, it's bloody hard. Yeah, when you first go into the dropping cruiser, through the shield is fucking difficult. I I've, I figured out how to do that as well, and, and because I was thinking about it all wrong, and um, I realised. It took me ages to realise for some reason, but it was another example of the multiplayer level in the single-player game, isn't it? So I just thought, for ages, I was dropping through the shield, and they were killing me almost instantly, because I was dropping into that top bit, Mm. that kind of long... And I was trying to crouch down and then pick them off, but they kept killing me by going up on the sides. Eventually I thought, hang on, 
This is midships, isn't it? Or whatever it's called now. Yeah. What's it, what's it it's, called it's... now? Ah, I don't know. Can't yeah. remember. But it's like, what do I do in multiplayer on this level? I go and hide in the corridors and wait for them to come to me, right? So I just went down into kind of the corridors of that multiplayer. Oh, yeah, level, I had a problem with that. Because they then, they then swarmed me from three different angles. And then I checkpointed oh. in the middle of, just as that fight began. Oh, shit, so that's bad it was, So, yeah, I had a, a, a... There was me with my drop shield, basically, trying to fight them off from there. And so I, I had to... The only way I could do it is from the checkpoint, quickly kill the guy that had already landed and was standing fairly close, wait for the other dude to land right next to me as he, as he was boosting up, um, right. you know, which happened immediately, basically, after the checkpoint started, he'd be already boosting up, um, get lucky and beat him. And then there'd be two coming from the other side of the corridor immediately. Right. So I'd yeah. have to be able to... Uh, you know, the, the, I had to do that precise order very quickly and very accurately, otherwise you were dead. And that and it took me ages, absolutely ages, to do that bit. And even I once you've done that, the whole lucky, sort really. of the whole sort of lack of atmosphere section is pretty hard. I mean, I I think I got lucky because I went into the corridors and then they all came with their jetpacks, but they all came from the same direction, and I yeah. managed to kill them one after the other as they as they zoomed up. Because it, it, only one, at one point where there are two of them at once, they seem to of gradually get there because so, I went to the right hand side from where you start uh, and yeah. hid in a corridor there and they kept popping up with their jetpacks and then I killed them one after the other because they're actually easier to kill than your average elite because they're the jetpack elites but they're still pretty hardcore um, yeah anyway but then of course I mean, I mean, Zach and I managed to finish the the, 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 the campaign co-op as well now so it's a uh... Not on legendary, but not that's particularly oh. difficult in in okay. in uh, what's it called heroic. But we've done it. We've, there's nothing cool. particularly special really, apart from the uh, um, the lone wolf mission. Seems to I don't know. There was something different about it. I can't put my finger on it, but okay. See that. <laughs> it was kind of weird. It was like Rob managed to die before me, and then I oh, was yeah, like, I just I just got I was just like. Running around like an idiot because it's like, oh no, I can't reload fast enough to shoot these guys. And then it didn't even bother to wait for me to die, it just sort of faded out. <laughs> yeah, it sort of gave up after a while. I thought that just bit went on for as long as possible, but yeah, it just sort of gave up. <laughs> oh, does it? I thought it just went on until you died. Yeah. Maybe in, maybe in carpet has a timeout or something, thinking, oh, they could do this forever. Oh, that's true. Yeah, makes sense. It didn't seem yeah, to the have next like... bit. Well, I didn't Sorry. respawn. Let's put it that way. But well, maybe no. I could have done. But it didn't seem to like have a specific. The mission length didn't suggest that it was a precise timeout. It was just like <laughs> it wasn't like to like five minutes thirty seconds or something. It was just like <laughs> yeah. randomly stop now. Yeah, the next bit uh, is the bridge of the le- you know after that bit where you go into the um, into the ship. Uh, well, no, uh, there's, yes, the bit, yeah. there's a bit there's with a, there's, the engineer. There's the docking bay. Right? Yeah, the docking the bay. So that was okay, but then the bridge is a bit of a bastard, mainly because of the, like, zealot captain guy who has, like, a concussion rifle, which isn't the problem. The main problem is the fact that he's so far to the other end, and it's yeah. hard to get next to him. Because you have an energy sword, because it's an energy sword on, in a crate on the bridge. So that's really the way to kill most of them. But then, And the bubble shield is absolutely indispensable on Legendary. I mean, yeah. that health thing... Is, is the fact that it regains is, yeah 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 so and so eventually you get up and kill him and then the obviously the very last wave of that mission is the hardest because about five really hardcore elites spawn but i have to be in a really good place where i could turn around and kill 
the first one using an energy sword almost immediately. And then the other guy had a um, plasma launcher. So that took me quite a while because he kept sticking me, despite the fact he had a plasma launcher, he kept sticking me with a normal plasma grenade. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's really funny. But just to rub it in. Yeah, just to rub it in. But eventually you can then use his plasma launcher on the guys that are fighting. Um, what's his name? Uh, George. George, yeah. There's a lot of J's in those names, isn't there? Jun and George. Anyway. There's two. Uh, two. Yeah. So, <laughs> out, out of, what, five? Out of six, four. isn't there? Well, because you oh, don't have a name, but yeah, five yeah, other yeah. characters. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, and then Just you... Just be glad that there's not a James. Unless it's James Carter. It could well be. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, yeah, so... Or Emil James. But I'm a bit nervous about um, the next mission. Uh, what, what's John the James? Right? We're in New New Alexandria uh, mission. Although, uh, it is easier fighting brutes than elites, isn't it? So that might make it a bit easier. But the gravity hammers are going to be a pain, I have a feeling, in Legend. That wasn't so bad, actually, to be honest, that level. I seem to remember... Well, no, it wasn't so... Well, in Heroic, yeah, compared to the the bits earlier, suddenly things seem to get easier from that point. So I don't... Unless they severely up the brutes as... Brutus's uh, health. But... Yeah, they might do. But it'll have to be headshots, really, and not running yeah. out of DMR ammo. That's the key. If you, whenever you find DMR ammo in Legendary, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're on that spaceship, because there isn't any apart from, you know, when your pelican comes in, or if one of your guys dies and happen to have had a DMR, and you find it on the ground, it's like Christmas early or something. <laughs> yes, DMR ammo. <laughs> uh, anyway. Success is ours. So yeah, well, yeah, that's all the things I've been playing pretty much. I'm do, tempted do, do, to get uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Brotherhood. I am tempted, but uh, uh, I'll have to see. Might have to go for that for Christmas or something. I'm trying to think what else is out that I might sort of hint to people to pick up for me. I don't know. Things like Wii Party might be of interest, I guess. <laughs> Just well, what we about some colours? Oh yeah, of course. I forgot. I had forgotten about that actually. I have to admit, I was. I've been looking at Sonic Colors. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, I was watching Giant Bomb about Sonic Colors. Definitely play it with Japanese turned on and with English subtitles because it just sounds so (laughs) more awesome all in Japanese. Uh, But um, I have to admit, if I was looking for one of those kind of like a platform on the Wii, I would probably choose Donkey Kong Country Returns because it's more my style of platforming, I think, than um, Sonic. And that looks good too. It's retro, so it's the guys who made Metro Prime. Yeah, I, I, I actually think they could do a good job of it, but I've never really got behind Donkey Kong as a character. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, know mean, you I mean. didn't, I didn't mind Donkey Kong sixty four. That was a good game, but this, I don't know. I find it hard to connect with monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, you get along perfectly well with blue hedgehogs. Blue hedgehogs yeah. are like port. I, 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 I can relate to blue imaginary talking hedgehogs. Oh, I noticed they seem to have changed his voice again in colours. Oh, yeah. who cares? Like a, Put it in Japanese. Actor. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but They're always know. awful. They should have just left the... Well, no, the, the, the original voice from Sonic Adventure wasn't too bad. And then they made it worse. And now they've made oh. it worse again. And it's... <sighs> Someone yeah. just needs to write a better script. Or just have no script. <laughs> yeah. Like but then, then you'd have. Then, like, if they still wanted voice acting, you'd, if they have any script, it would just be like 
annoying incidental voice clips. It's like, Do, yeah. It doesn't, need, it doesn't need to be voice. At all. He needs to say something. You know, well, no, they could do it like, well, you know, keep Eggman's voice, because as long as that's the same, that's awesome. But, yeah, but it wouldn't be the same if Eggman just said shit and then Sonic was just like... Damn it, we like... shouldn't call him Eggman. I'm on screw attack side for this one. Yeah, we shouldn't call It's freaking Robotnik. But it's easy. It's like Eggman is easier to say when in like shorthand. Yeah, true. Like, it's like shorter and quicker. Robotnik. <laughs> so Zach, what about you for Christmas? Fallout New Vegas or something? I don't know. Well, basically, if I'm going to get, I, it's like I'm not going. No one's going to give me a game for Christmas, obviously. But if I were to like buy myself something at Christmas, it's just a matter of waiting for Steam sale. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, see if something see what comes. Happens, see what happens on the crim- on the Christmas crimbo sale. Christmas crimbo. I imagine there will be one, won't there? Presumably, yeah. they can't Steam not do that after they've done it once. I, like once I was trying to think if there are there are any old games that would be cheap now that that I hadn't played that might be worth buying. I was thinking maybe Alan Wake. Maybe I don't know. Well, yeah, because you did have a, quite an interest in that for some time. I I did, even uh, though it is it more looked... of a shooter. No. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be an open world game and was going to be, you know, really cool that way, but and more Silent Hill like. But it turned into quite a linear thing. But I'm still vaguely interested because I mean, Max Payne was awesome, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah. and I was thinking of getting Dirt Two as well because you seem to like that a lot. And uh, it's sweet. Would that be all right on a gamepad? Um, yeah, you know, it's it's quite arcadey. It'll be a, to be honest, I think it'll be one of those games that will probably be a lot easier on a gamepad. That right, it is yeah. on the wheel because you're flinging the wheel all over the fucking place. Let's be honest. Right, yeah. <laughs> it, it'll probably be easier on the pad. Admittedly, you know, as I said, uh, as I said before we started um, doing the cast today, I I find it hard to get behind racing games. So you know, some racing games, unless I have the wheel. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. a big immersion thing for me, and it's like it's all Zach's fault. If he hadn't got a wheel with the original with Conor McRae <laughs> two, then I wouldn't be hooked. But... Uh, I had a wheel for Colin McRae one though, I had that big yeah. red one. Oh, that's true. Cool. That's true. Yeah, that Logitech one. That was awesome. Anyway, but we didn't but... really use it very much, as much. Well, I used it. I used it for um. And then when Colin McRae uh, came we played that Driver, well. the original Driver. Uh, <laughs> that was a game that was really didn't need a wheel. That was like super uh, crazy. Oh, and Midtown Madness one version of that as well. <laughs> That's yeah, what Midtown Madness was the best. Midtown Madness one is the what I played most. Oh yeah, on, on the wheel was pretty cool. Because once we had two for, as well, I played that so much. I did that. I basically completed that game on the wheel, was which awesome. was kind of rare for the time. This was so that... in the age before we actually were good at games enough to complete them. <laughs> so they're working on Dirt Two now. Uh, Dirt Three, sorry. So uh, that'll be coming out. So yeah. Uh... But I think I might have to go for Dirt 2 at some point. I <laughs> but it'll be yet uh, another game that has far too much content. <laughs> I know I say that, and it's, and it's yeah. like it's a bad thing, but Dirt is one of those games where it just seems to, and, and Grid, just seem to just go on. And just and, not uh, quite enough I'm, rallying. Not yeah, quite not quite enough. enough rallying. And not in, and my biggest complaint with that series is there's never enough tracks. They, they get reused yeah. too often. Yeah. Uh, whereas yeah. when you were playing a game of... Uh, of, of the old Colin McRae's, you never felt like no. you were playing the same track very often because you did the entire... They are beautiful, though, You now. did the entire... Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. They're, they are absolutely wonderfully rendered, but you kind of wish there was the more sort of 
lots of stages well, in a... the same area kind of thing, like, yeah. like from Rally. You did the like entire that. freaking championship where it was like... like they sort of did that. Six or one, eight stages but... per country, and yeah. then like six or eight How... countries. Yeah. That was a they lot sort of, of did... Yeah, but they sort of did that for Dirt 1. There was the, the the separate rally mode, and there was a sort. Of, I, I you know I didn't go into too much detail, but it looked like there would be a reasonable number of tracks just for that mode. Whereas I think in Dirt Two, there's pretty much one, maybe two, rally tracks per country, mm. which yeah. is a bit weak, really, seeing as it's supposed to be the games. You know, it's the bit that made them famous. We're yeah, coming up to, to uh, four minutes now. <laughs> Four minutes. Have you heard um, Bizarre? I've been shut down? Yeah, or... I did hear that. Or they I might am... be being bought. That's sad. I hope they're alright. And I hope they go on to make some some good games. Obviously, Job and Tree Wars wasn't enough to keep them going. <laughs> no, well, they, they went into a bit of an odd spat there. Blur, fair enough. But then they made that weird James Bond game that's just yeah, come out. Yeah, Blur. Is... I, I'm, I'm really disappointed, yeah. actually. Because Blur is actually a great game. Yeah, it's, it's from from the demo and from the main thing. It deserved to do well, but didn't. Yeah. So, guys, um, I hope you, and, you, yeah, yeah, you go on make Blur Two with somebody else and do something. Yeah. Cool. Good, good. Good luck to you, Bazaar. We love you. <laughs> also, harmonics are for sale. <laughs> well, well, did you hear why? But I presume because rhythm games don't make any money anymore. I don't exactly. Know. Every that fad has been and gone. Yeah. It's like, what was it, two years ago it was making over a billion dollars and now it's down to about 200 million, which is yeah. an incredible drop. It's weird, because it seems like Rock Band 3 is almost... Rock Band 3 is finally... Is, yeah. yeah, I don't think they could do much better than, than Rock Band 3. Although we said that about Rock Band 2 when that came out. How could they I do suppose, any more? And it's like, oh, like, wait, they've actually done a lot more. The and... only problem with Rock Band 3, which is the bi- a big problem for me, is the song selection. You know, they can't have all that old stuff that they've already had. Well, they well, sort of can on the poor, store. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, like, the classics that were in Guitar Hero 1, you know, I don't know. But yeah. it's like a brilliant game, but you need the content, you know. Yeah, they've never been awesome Guitar songs. Hero 1 in my eyes in terms of the song list. 1 and 2, yeah, they were really good. Even though they were covers, they were just good songs. They were yeah. perfect songs for the timed game. So once you exhaust those, then you're kind of in trouble. Time? Yeah. Uh, sorry? Time. How are we doing? Like, minute and a <laughs> half? Two and a half, oh, yeah. Two oh, and two and a half. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying that. Oh, God, we've got to fill time now. We'll be fine. Oh, that's been quite a good one this week. Uh, uh, I might... Go, I, I keep saying I'm going to play Batman, so I might... Uh, I might, I might play that. Batman. But it depends whether I... So I'll, I'll play through some Batman. Oh, when, uh, I have interest. Does, do either of you know when Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is coming out? No idea. Because let's be honest, that looks freaking hilarious. Then you can find out. Yeah, that looks freaking hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Eddie's been hilarious, trying to get me in... totally impenetrable for us. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, Eddie's been trying to train me at Street Fighter Four, and it's uh, yeah, it's pretty damn hard. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That must take some dedication to get into that game and start having fun. No, like yeah, real fun. Yeah, it's you. You can pick up the basics you know, quite quickly, but. Being using them in a fight is a whole different thing. It is a skill. That game is an absolute skill. 
Oh man, there's just not enough time in the day to play all the games because like there's so many good multiplayer games now. We got TF2. Uh, it's just in terms of shooters, we got TF2. We've got Halo and Modern Warfare. Oh, sorry, uh, World of War or whatever to play oh, at this yeah. point. Just don't have time to get good at them all and play all these awesome other games. <laughs> we shouldn't complain. Just but, yeah, That's all yeah, <laughs> I will. I'll get a PC and I'll just play. I'll get a decent PC and I'll just play Team Fortress. That is the plan. Yeah. The game industry is almost too big because there's far too much to for for one person to ever get through. Too much great content. Awesome. Would love the game. No, if I was like Zach and had yeah. all this time, I could probably get through more top tier games than I do. But Zach likes yeah. to play the old stuff. But if you're like me, you also don't have any money to buy like three sixties. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you don't get half the stuff. Um, well. Thanks for joining me, gentlemen, for another Salacast. Uh, I'm going to work on the site and actually have a nice, decent website before long. But, uh, <laughs> you mean nice. it's not decent? I worked hard on that shit. No, no, it's cool. Uh, it's... Mm, mm, mm. Did he work? It's fine. Well, not no, okay, not that hard, but you know. <laughs> if you'd made the theme, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be disparaging it but... <laughs> since you got it off the shelf. <laughs> okay, I, I, I skinned it. Sort of. Get it with some salad. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Say goodbye. Yeah, bye, you <laughs> bastard.